review. It didn't taste like grapefruit. Everybody's dead, we're burning up. I don't know, the door is locked though, and it's making me nervous. I can't <laughs> read, how can I write? Yeah, you're straight fucked, but... We can, we're still cutting off. Not a single second of <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point your hand gets tired when you're writing. I'm oh, sure just you fucking wait, Asa. <laughs> it was me. I killed your dreams. What do you want from me? I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut out the part where it's the Asa with the chair, too. You probably... failed English! Oh man, this is wildly and irrelevant. I... Yeah. Um, you wanna just jump in? We wanna just do this? Want me to just break the ice? I can work with that. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Books with Bastards. That's quite an opening. Uh, yeah. As always, we have our first and foremost bastard, Mallory. Hello. She's super thrilled to be here today. She's super uh, I'm quiet. very tired today. Yeah, it's, you know, this is the right book for that mood. Uh, I am, uh, I'm your technical bastard, Zach. With us, as always, is our ever-present drinking buddy, Caleb. Yep. And uh, over in the corner, we have insert title here, Asa. Oh, hey, hey. hey, we got a guest. Don't forget to bring him up. I, I was gonna bring him up in drink corner, to be honest. Yeah, well, we can <laughs> start with that. It sounds that, like. I guess. Yeah, I mean, we always Mallory do. Mallory doesn't seem ready. Hey, Mallory, what are you drinking over there? Oh, just a glass of rosé. Back on my bullshit. Nice, nice. Well, Zach, what do you got? I've got my classic Huckleberry Pucker from uh, Paradise Creek Brewery. But backing up, I got a um. Boulevard Brewing Mango Jungle Sour. Is that a new one? No, I have not. It's you know, it's not you that easy to find to new go, ones. I yeah, I, I had. It's been like three weeks since I brought this one in. Mm. Nice. Asa, what do you got? I have. Have I had this before? Here, Apo the uh, apocalypse. I think you have had once. Yeah. Damn it! Did I? I thought this was new, but I don't I know, like, read it that anyways. I was okay. like, that's a cool name. It is. This is a uh, ten barrel brewing. Company's Apocalypse IPA, the West Coast IPA. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Nice. Not my favorite, but it's pretty good. I'm cool gonna, name. I'm gonna drink them all. Yeah. I mean, not all of them tonight, hopefully, but hopefully. we'll see. I'm on my second near enough ice. I finally did a pink lemonade. <laughs> Have you not had one of the pink lemonades before? No. Oh, I've just you like been it? working from one end to the other. It's pretty good. I usually like pink lemonade. I was gonna say I do too. Uh, I mean, who yeah, who doesn't like a good pink lemonade? And then I, I also have my perfect man here that my sister got for me. Not Mallory, but my other sister got me. Morgan, for, mother of bastard. Morgan, mother of bastard, got me for uh, my birthday. Let's He's, see if you can get it out of there without cracking the audio. Yeah. We're cracking the man himself. We just finally got the audio to a place where it's good, and now, now let's introduce crinkly plastic. Anyways, uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's a little hunk of hunk of chocolate, hunk of man meat. I got myself a human candy bar just for the episode. Yeah, a nice call back to uh, the splendid city. Uh, Caleb's wish of a human candy bar has arrived. Is he start wearing, with the head? Is he wearing? I think in the episode I did say I'd start with the feet, so they felt it longer. But I figured I'd be nice to him and go for the head. Is he wearing shorts <laughs> yeah. or is that a? Towel? You're getting What's soft, that? Caleb. That's full <laughs> boxers, I think. Yeah, I think, I think those, those are boxers. Those are heart boxers. Anyways, the serving size of this is half a man, so we'll see how far I get. 
It's uh, yeah, it's about the same size as his hand, all added up. Yeah, I'm sure the dimensions are on the box. I'm not gonna pull it up. I don't care. (laughs) You know what? Fair enough. Want me to pull out a ruler? It's a human-shaped candy bar. It can't feel pain. I don't think it ever was a human. And apparently, is solid chocolate. I was hoping there was some kind of filling, but that doesn't seem to be. You want to measure him? You can do it, Caleb. You can measure him. Yeah, how tall is he? Mallory's got a fabric measure. You can eat the whole man tonight. I if you want. Uh, I actually, uh, that's for measuring wounds. Oh, but well, it's never been it. used on wounds. I got it from work one time, and I was like, I have. Other I was going to say you haven't worked on a hospital floor in quite some time. I don't. He's think. about six six inches and a quarter. Six and a quarter inches. Tall. How is he at his widest? Uh, his shoulders. Two we're going half. shoulders. Elbows don't count. Shoulders to three. shoulder. He's about just under three, two and three quarters. Mm, it's half the width of his width is half his I told you, man, this guy's got big shoulders. Here you go. He's broad. Well, looks like one of those little fabrics. All right. He was uh, broad. You don't have to live wondering. When you start sewing, of the Mallory, dimensions of that we'll man. Happy yep. to have that little tape measure. I just had a long conversation with Emily the other night about sewing, and she was gonna. She was supposed to send it to me yesterday. Some details on a sewing machine. Does she have Is one? This? Yeah, my friend Emily, Crazy Emily from Vermont or New Hampshire. Remember? I don't remember that nickname going with it, but vaguely. <laughs> you called or we called her that just because she was like high energy, and I was like, just oh, back. okay, you know, I kind of, I do remember her, yeah. Not crazy, crazy, just crazy, like on the go. You know, you're getting old when you're disappointed about not getting the info on a sewing machine from your friend. My God. Well, this you're is definitely. Just, uh, I won't apologize. I think you're gonna have a good time with it, though. I've done a little sewing. Except I for know. Caleb, we're all rocking our mid thirties, so you know, let's. Let's just pull out of this nosedive. This week we are reading Signal Fires by Danny Shapiro. I'm rocking my early 20s. Mallory, thoughts before we get going into it? Um, Like I told you as I was reading it, it was a book where, like, it was easy to read. Like, I was like, okay, cool, I'll see what happens next. But also at the same time, everything I read, I was just like, okay, okay, okay. It was very... I don't know. I expected Even it to be. Keeled, yeah. Like, was, I expected it. Like, the whole thing was just, like, a low. Yeah. Uh, I expected it to have highs and, like, really sad points, which there were sad I, points, yeah. but they weren't, like, super unexpected. I yeah. would describe it as, um, it like, not, not, like, in quality, but in actual, like, narrative, staggeringly mundane. Yeah, like, it is, <laughs> it is, like... Essentially, four days across four different decades, uh, and it's just kind of like, all right, uh, this is what this person's life is like at this time. Let's jump for it. It uh, it does that thing that I'm quickly growing to hate in novels, where it does not tell the story in order. It well, starts in 1985 and then jumps to 2000, yeah. 2010, 2014, and 2000, yeah. Uh, and it doesn't go to them in any particular order. Mm. Yeah, so mm. it just it's showing how like the past has affected the character's future or present. You know. Well, you're making it sound like I should be happy I didn't read this book myself, but I also can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, that's your pick. I hope so. <laughs> it's a bit of yeah. A downer, I literally so. read like a real short description of this book and then was like, "Yeah, it's, it's not a bad book. Like the it was super easy bad. to yeah. read. Like, a- yeah." It definitely, like, wasn't something I was interested in. Like, I would never choose this on my own time. I don't want to 
like talk bad about it though it just wasn't my cup of tea spoilers the next book is mine Uh, I I read a very short description of it but it's the one I'm going with I mean to be fair we go into most of these books with little more than the blurb on the back that's not anything I hold against us does our audience hold it against us almost certainly (laughs) maybe maybe not alright so we will get into who the characters are so, the main characters are Sarah and Theo. They're siblings. Sarah is the older of the two. And she, pretty much, she excels, it sounds like, at everything she does. She did really well in school as an adult. She has a really great job. She's a producer. She now lives in Hollywood, has made quite a bit of money, has a good life. Um, well, we'll get into it. But she has a good job. <laughs> yes. Uh, Theo, she should have a good life. Theo was kind of unmotivated. They refer to him as chubby or heavy, obese at one point. So yeah, he, <laughs> those, he, are, those are different descriptions. He struggles with his weight his whole life. He is kind of a stress eater. Like he would eat a, was it a ham sandwich yeah. before he went to bed every night? And he, he's very big into food. Mm-hmm. Which book. serves him well because as an adult, he becomes a chef and is like, very good at it like he ends up opening a restaurant and you know there's like a wait list years long to get into his restaurants so at least the younger theo i related to a fair bit more as a guy who is not a successful chef in new york i definitely lost that relation to him and also some other stuff happens that i don't relate to (laughs) (laughs) their father is ben he is a pulmonology surgeon I believe was his job um, a what? He, so he did like operations on people's lungs oh yeah it, it, I also would like to bring up because Mallory didn't mention their last name is Wilf oh, W-I-L-F yeah. he's Dr. Wilf what's wrong with that? I don't know it just seems weird to me woman I'd like to feel up <laughs> I like that you went with feel up and not fuck listen I don't know what They're our not, audience is it's not is. Dr. Wilfu <laughs> Woman, I'd like to feel up without a you at the Oh, end. I thought you were Listen, talking about... Listen, I was just going <laughs> for the... Yeah, I was thinking that when... Yeah, we can swear on this podcast, right? We can just say I don't fuck. think I've ever sweared on this podcast. Fist? That is almost certainly untrue. It could have been fist. Or the first shirt I put out has you saying bitch in a threatening manner. <laughs> this book is apparently for Jacob, so Jacob, this podcast is for you. <laughs> I guess. Why? You know what? By proxy, this one's for you too, baby. Okay. I, uh, spoilers for Signal Fires by Danny Shapiro. Oh, thank you, Caleb. You're welcome. I'm, getting, I'm on the ball today, clearly. On top of it. Okay, so Ben is a successful physician. Um, he's also done really well. He's married to Mimi. They've been married for 40, forever. Yeah, it's 40 years time. by the 2010. Yeah, and they live in... I couldn't tell if it was technically New Jersey or New York, but... They live outside of yeah, very near New York City. Yeah, he grew up in Brooklyn, I believe he said, but and they live in a nice little family neighborhood now with you know nice burbs. homes in the burbs. It's a safe place. People don't lock their doors. That kind of a feel. So they're the main characters. Uh, as I quickly look, uh, Avalon is in New Jersey. Okay, I thought they mentioned that, but Avalon, New Jersey, cool. Noise. Yes. Yeah, real excited about that. Do, we, do you know something we don't? 
No. Okay. All right. So (laughs) this is the original family, the one we follow most. But years in New Jersey. That's all I know. Okay. So years later, I seriously after the kids are grown and out of the house, uh, they get new neighbors across the street, the Shankmans. I wanted to call them Shankleman, but it's Shankman. Shankman's pretty funny by itself. Yeah. Did we ever learn the father's name? I I was waiting for that reveal. I don't remember if it ever came I'm up. I'm trying to remember. I don't recall. But even Alice refers to him as Yeah, Shankman. his wife refers to him as Shankman, which is the last name. Yeah, so the family that moves in across the street is Shankman. This guy, it sounds like he worked on Wall Street. Yeah, it definitely looks like Some he was sort like of a, a businessman. Um, and like law, lawyer or finance or something. He was a he went to school for business. She was a lawyer. Okay. And Alice is his wife, a lawyer. Um, both, you know, went to good schools. They got married. They're kind of, you know, reaching a little bit like buying this house in this neighborhood. But they have, or she's pregnant at the time they move in. She ends up having a baby. And his name is Waldo, which I was like, wow, that's I mean, it makes a lot of sense that the kid ended up exactly like he did. (laughs) I was like, that seems like a cruel kind of a name. You just like as a kid, if you have a kid named Waldo, do you dress him up in red? um, I can 100% I think you just lose them. Or do you put him in anything but those clothes? Do you, you think know what I mean? that Waldo, the name, had any significance before? Like, Waldo, where's Waldo? No. Did you no know significance in some places in the world it's where's Wally? This is upsetting. I'm it's like mad the name at them. I'm mad at anyone who is the world. Adolf I'm sure like just a normal name until you know, sure. Adolf Hitler. I'm going to look up what Waldo story. means while we dig into this. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> It's the only other place. <laughs> those, are, those are the main uh, characters that we're focusing on for this book. So the book starts out August 27th of 1985 um, in Avalon. Uh, the two siblings, Theo and Sarah, are out driving around with their friend Misty in the car. And Theo has a huge crush on Misty, but he's kind of too scared to tell her about it. He talks about how he's pretty unmotivated. He doesn't have a lot of confidence. His sister actually invited Misty to hang out, and he suspects she did it to kind of, like, nudge him to, like, have some sort of interaction with Misty. Anyway, Sarah had been drinking a little bit before they went out. So she told Theo, she was like, hey, you drive, even though he's only 15. And he's like, okay, cool. And, again, she was doing this to kind of try to be like, hey, you, you can do this. Like, you've got this. You know, just have some confidence in yourself. So he's behind the wheel, but he's smoking. Because they're cool teenagers. I mean, it's in the 1985. 80s. Yeah. Sarah's Every, in the back seat. Smoking. He's trying to look cool in front of Misty. Yeah, Misty's in the front seat. They're driving home. And as they're cruising back in, he goes to light another cigarette and he drops the lighter down his shirt and it's, you know, burning him and he's kind of freaking out, loses control of the car. And at this point, they're pretty much home and he crashes into this huge tree that's. Almost in their front yard. Yeah, it's, it's not in the middle of the their road. tree, but it's close to their house. I believe it's one of those like things where there's like a section of grass in between like the lanes, 
and there's a tree in the middle of the road. Like a median. Yeah. Maybe. All right. So it was that like would, a car later. Later, I thought that like they walked button. out to meet under that. Like it wasn't in anybody's yard ever. Oh, the way they talked about it, I thought that Ben had mentioned that people thought it was their tree. So I was under the impression that it was nearest to their yard, but gotcha. I'm wrong. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. That would suck to <laughs> drop a car lighter, like cigarette lighter, down your shirt. Yeah. Those for, uh, yeah. yeah, for anyone too have young you to know how car cigarette lighters. I used to have lighters. a burn on my hand from one. Like the push, you pushed it in. Yeah, when I was a kid, I just it touched it into my hand. palm and I could... Did someone dare that. you to do that? No, I was just in the car alone. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyone in the audience? It's who's glowing. I wonder. It didn't look hot. Oh I was like, I don't think it works. Does it work? And the way I tested if it worked or not was to just put it on my hand. Oh my god! Oh my Jesus, god! Your feet smell. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Anyone who's in the audience who's too young to know what a cigarette lighter is for a car, uh, they were essentially little sort of removable button that you could push in your car. And it would be heated up by the car's electrical system, and then you'd pull it out and hold it to your cigarette to light it up. And it was essentially a small chunk of burning metal that you could pull out of your car. Yes. Or you could put it to your hand and not a cigarette. Yeah, it turns out that you could do a lot of terrible, terrible crimes with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes It's sense. a small chunk of burning metal. <laughs> if I ever had road rage back then, you best know I'm punching with it. God. <laughs> How often are you getting out of the car? With I would have back then. I had a weapon. I don't think those come in cars anymore. They don't. Mm-hmm. At least not in mine. There's, they don't even, have car. Any, don't even have ashtrays anymore unless you want to use your change uh, little slot. No, I use that for change. That gets stolen. Should have used it for ashes. <laughs> okay. okay. Curious away from this, Matt. So the, uh, this crashes, really broke up the tragedy. Crashes into the tree. I forgot there was a tragedy happening. <laughs> yeah, sorry about ben that. Ben hears, you know, the car crash and comes running out. He sees uh, Sarah. She's out of the car. And she's kind of stumbling around. Theo is also out of the car. He's on all fours. He's got blood on him, but he's conscious. And he's like, oh, my God, what happened? And they're like, there's a girl in the car. And it's Misty. And so Ben runs over there. He's a doctor. He looks at her. He just sees this huge wound on her head, like gushing blood. And he pulls her out of the car, starts like he takes has Theo take his shirt off. He's wrapping it around. Like, the sirens are coming, and in this moment, Ben, like, looks at her, and he's like, oh, my God, like, I just totally fucked up. Like, you're never supposed to move a person in an accident because you don't know if they have, like, a spinal injury. Mm-hmm. Which I was wondering, like, when he pulled her out, I was like, did I just miss that the car was on fire or something? Like, I thought, I went back and reread it because I was like, I can't believe I didn't think out. about it at the time, but... I am not a medical professional like Mallory. Yeah, so. I was just like, I, I wonder if the car was on fire, but it wasn't. And so he he just made a mistake. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it ends off there is you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, he's like, he she like, broke her neck. Yeah, he looks at her and he's like, her fucking neck is broken. And I did the worst thing I could have done, which was move her. So that and that ends kind of our 1985 perspective for that, a while. I mean, it, looks, it looks like uh, Sarah also took... Uh, the blame for the accident. Yes. So, yes. So, she does. She says, I was driving because she's trying to cover for Theo because he's only 15 and shouldn't have been driving anyway. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so she does feel responsible. So I guess, sorry, I, we decided we were going to kind of stay in order. So we'll just keep going with 1985. So paramedics show up. They take her away. Ben is kind of, you know, Mimi comes rushing out. She's like, oh, my God, what happened? You know, the kids are bleeding, but they're okay. They take Misty to the hospital, and it turns out that, yes, her neck is broken. However, it was broken due to the car accident, and it was like, I think they said C1. Yep. So the worst possible fracture. It doesn't like, matter a whole lot that Ben took her out. No. no so it, she would have died regardless. Yeah, so she breaking your C1 is basically, it, it's usually instant death. <clears throat> so... It does turn out, um, you know, that she was going to die regardless. She is on life support, I think, for a day before her parents decide to take her off. But she does yeah. die. So it they determined that it was an accident. Nobody yes. is really held at fault for the accident. And Ben, although it is determined she was going to die as a result of those injuries regardless he kind of gets his name drugged through the mud yeah there's a bit of a stigma essentially combinationally with his kids accidentally killing a girl and him screwing it up just a bit even though yeah there's he had left her in the car it it would have been the same outcome but it sounds like they don't go into a lot of detail like it never says if he ever lost his job or anything i don't think he did because he kept that house all that time and well he could have had a pretty good nest egg saved up who knows i mean one of the kids went to, or one or both of the kids went to college. The, like, yeah. I don't think it ever hampered him so bad that he couldn't continue being a doctor, which at its low end still tends to make a fair chunk of money. Yeah, so it just says that he got his name dragged through the mud. But it doesn't ever really go into any more detail than that, which I kind of thought that it would. And it Yeah, most of the consequences that the family face is their own guilt and nothing else. Yeah, because the wow. kids are not held at fault. Um, no one can judge you but you and God. Zach. And because nobody breathalyzed. Who told you that, Caleb? <laughs> that is wrong. Also, there's like a whole judicial system can that you, will judge you, you regardless. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, I don't know. I just read bumper stickers. So, Sarah is not breathalyzed at the scene. Nobody suspects that there was any drinking and driving involved. Mm. However, Ben suspects that there's more to this that it was kind of odd how sarah just said i was the one driving like obviously you're the one that has the license (laughs) so he goes through the garbage can later that night and finds three or four empty beer cans and he's like she's tiny like she would have been probably pretty messed up even on that Mm -hmm. and so he knows and here is where this book, I feel like this happens in a lot of the books we've read. They just decide to never talk about it. Well, so, yeah, yeah, don't, it's, it's sometimes yeah, the, it's uh, the mother, result, Mimi, says, let's not talk about ben it. Ben tries like, to talk about it that night, and she says, let's not. And he's like, I know she didn't mean let's sleep on it and talk about it tomorrow. She meant let's never speak of this again. And then Sarah feels so much guilt because she's the one that told Theo to drive. And now he has this guilt of, you know, killing a girl. And now Theo feels terrible because he killed the girl. And they never, not one of them, ever talks about it to another person, to each other. Oh, they don't talk to each other about it. Yeah, this whole family, like, just grows apart overnight. Yeah, Sarah even says later in life, like, she's never even talked to her therapist about it. She has never told her husband. 
She's never told her therapist. Uh, Nobody. Yeah. I bet she's a real bad... She's a nut... Wow, I bet she's crazy. She was one of the more reasonable members of the book. It makes people crazy a lot of the time. Well, we'll it does make her a little weird. She has it. We'll get to it. But she has a thing, you know. So, so anyway, that's, I guess, is there any more in 1985? Not really. That that 1985 pretty much covers that one night and nothing else. Yeah. And I think that's as much as we flash back, that's what we. It's kind of how a lot of this book was like, really. Yeah. I think from there it jumps to 2010, doesn't it? It does, but I, we do go to 1999 at some point, when, I believe, when Sarah Oh, right. Uh, so in 1999, we discover that... This is uh, when Shank, the Shankmans have moved across the street. Yes, and at the same time, uh, this is when Theo finally comes home. Essentially, sort of. Comes home from... So we learn uh, in the last 14 years... Uh, they went to college, they grew up, everything was going fine, Theo ended up moving home, and he just couldn't ever get over it, and his, it was kind of like his, like his parents weren't doing well with him living there for one reason or another, and his sister calls him and is like, hey, you're, you're, you're doing something to them, and they're not taking it well, and like, she just levels with him, like, you living at home isn't good for them. Uh, and like the, by the end of the week, he gets on a plane to Buenos Aires and does not like no one in the family hears from him for the next five years, except for Sarah gets postcards every once in a while saying like, Hey, I'm I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. And like just a postcard. That's the way to do it. Sometimes that's the best thing for everyone. (laughs) It, it, it turns out it was really good for him. And no one else, really. Yeah, because he yeah. wasn't looking out his childhood window. He wasn't at living that in the place where his guilt was born. The fucking Misty. Yeah, it, it was fine Down for Sarah. Like, she wasn't, like, thrilled about it. Uh, and his mother, like, the dad took it okay, like, was worried about him. But it, the mother never really recovered from that again. Like, her whole life is a steady series of falling down. Uh, but he comes back, and it turns out he worked his he got he kept jobs by just working in kitchens there he has it apparently an amazing sense of smell when it comes to food like he can distinguish like a type of beef like by smell where in the world that came from very weird shit like somebody gives him a chocolate covered strawberry and he's like under the layer of chocolate i could smell fertilizer and i was like well if you're gonna be a dick about it you know He's I got, mean, he's, he's, he's just using it as, hat. like, he wasn't making fun of it. He was just like, well, that means this is it. where it's coming from. Like, he's well, just, just like, analyzing. Now you're too good for fertilized food, huh? I mean, he ate it. No, he didn't. He oh, said he, didn't? he knew, he took oh, it knowing he wasn't going to eat Oh, you're eat right. It. Shit, you're right. Because he's a stuck-up little bitch. No, I'm just I, kidding. He's <laughs> got a rat under the hat. I don't think that's... Eat the fertilized strawberry, Theo. Anyways. Sometimes you have to fertilize stuff to make it grow. Yeah, how else do you make it But yeah, he's become a really talented chef since then. He really likes to improvise and just, yeah. So he has basically come home finally. I don't remember why he uh, decided to come back. I think he was just done. Uh, eventually, eventually, I guess you got to see your family. And he like actually does love his family. It's just so awkward, you know? 
Yeah, because they have that, you know, that one murder that they all know about. Not no even one ta- a, it's murder, not a murder, vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm <laughs> sorry. It's it sounds negligent better. Negligent homicide, maybe. <laughs> I would just. They've like got that one negligent homicide amongst them that they just don't talk about. And I could very easily see my family doing this exact same thing. <laughs> just not speaking of it. Oh, yeah. Basically. There was a lot. Did you we kill did a girl? We did not talk about much as a family, but no, I didn't kill anyone. Ever. Well, maybe you just didn't have anything that to talk a, about. That was a nice reason. shove that into the end of your sentence there. That was real good. <laughs> Cover that up. Well, it is. No, I'm not covering up anything. That's true. You're really doing That's that what good. a guilty person would say. No, yeah. whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so he has come to visit his sister, who now lives in Los Angeles. Uh, she's a up and coming producer at this point. Her and her husband have just uh, bought a house. They have two kids, twins. Uh, twins, yes. The city of sin. Uh, Sylvie and Olivia. The city of angels. The city of sin is Las Vegas, I believe. Yes. Uh, yeah. Where did you uh, live? He said Los Angeles, didn't he? Oh, he did. Yeah. Correct. Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, her husband is a screenwriter that just can't quite ever catch a break. Uh, yeah, but he's essentially, like, it took him three days to work up the courage to actually knock on the door. Like, he just, like, showed up, Would looked at the house, went home. Like, he didn't stalk her because he only ever went to the front door lost his courage and left. He didn't, like, watch them. That's he wasn't true. looking through the windows while they were eating. Yeah, like, yeah. he has no idea what they were up to before. Like, I think if he saw her, that would have just been the end of that. So He was in the bushes. It was fine. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, he comes back. They basically shows up on, I think, New Year's Eve, right? Yes. Of uh, uh, 1999, the big one. And they're prepping for a party, and they have a bunch of friends coming over, and I think they had it catered. What a bit terrible! Yeah. What a terrible time to decide to actually knock on the door. Why? Well, because I mean, it was for him because he was like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to be here with for a party with all these people I don't know." And she literally looks at him and she's like, "Oh my god, yeah, I'll have to find him some clothes because he looks dis." It's how I would react to Zach showing up on the doorstep, probably. I'd be like, yeah. oh, God, you look But she did bad. say he looked better than when he left. He'd lost a lot of weight. He was tan and like but, he wasn't like a kid anymore at this point he she, was I think she said 29 about like she was like I was gonna have to give him some fingernail clippers and I was like yes yes Perfect. you do but yeah like already <laughs> really has a thing for nails long fingernails what a and one. on yeah. men nah, gross me out long toenails on anybody disgusting I need to cut mine I, I cut know. mine before I, I came saw over. that across the room, but I didn't want to say it on air. I chewed my finger and toenails before. I cut mine it. before I came over, you knowing that I would not get through the podcast oh. without hearing about it. You think I could <laughs> chew my fucking toenails? Fuck no. I wish hardly, I you is that flexible. I struggle to bend over and put my fucking socks on my feet if they're still on the floor. Things are getting too real. Zach <laughs> <laughs> knows uh, what it's like, I imagine. In a fun note, but, I'm I mean, about a quarter away through this I'll bend it, Especially when I hurt my back. That was, <laughs> was a bad time, but... That, I I don't even know where I was in the book anymore. Okay, Mallory, so take, it's, it's take us out of here. She shows up on the doorstep. She's like, hey, come in. You can stay for the party. Uh, I think it's he's going to stay there. They have an extra room. Uh, so as the night goes on... You know, he's kind of looking at his sister, and he's like, she looks so... Like, she's always been a pretty person. 
And he's like, she looks really great, but I, I bet I'm the only one that can tell that underneath it all, she's sad. Like, she yeah. just kind of has a little bit of a vacant look. But she's socializing. And you kind of get the idea here. Before he even showed up on the doorstep, Sarah was talking about how she was going to have a margarita. She limits her. She had a certain limits for herself. Like, yeah. she would only ever have, like, a certain amount of cocktails and a certain number of glasses of wine. And you kind of, like, start to form this opinion that she probably has a problem with alcohol. It, because of the time jumps, we know at this point she's an alcoholic. Yes. And she just has a way of kind of not, obviously, she's not like I'm an alcoholic. She's just like, as long as I only have this number of drinks that, with hard liquor, this number with wine, I'm fine. Yeah, she's still at this age where she is at least trying to pretend that she's not by setting an amount of limits. And she's But she knows very, she's struggling with it. She's very functional. I mean, she's successful, so... She's a functioning alcoholic. She's still yeah. going through it. Yeah, she's uh, like, I don't do coke like a lot of the other producers do. Yeah, so pat on the back. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's a good, <laughs> but, that's a good uh, bar. So they're at this party. They have caterers. They have, you know, people coming around with the chocolate-covered strawberries with the, you know, fertilizer smell on them. Uh, and Theo's, he's talking to people, but he's kind of just hanging out. She comes over to talk to him, and they're both like, this is, like, all this hullabaloo about 1999 is just kind of silly, you know. Y2K. Yeah. So... Anyway, it's like a decent night. They go to bed. He wakes up the next morning. He sees there's all these leftovers in the fridge, and he knows they're just going to sit in the fridge until they start to smell. Then the family's going to throw them out. But he's like, hey, I'm a chef. I'm going to whip up some breakfast. Nobody else is awake yet. So he starts cooking some stuff up. He puts some butter in the frying pan. And I... I'm trying to recall why he did this, but he goes and opens the back door. Yeah, I can't remember what he was doing that for either. I don't either, but he set off the alarm, and it's just blaring, like their security alarm, and he doesn't know the code, and he's like, ah, like he's kind of, he's been living in, you know, South America for the last five years, and is just a little bit shocked by it, and then the whole family wakes up, comes down, turns the alarm off, but the cops still show up, it's just this whole thing. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I was making breakfast. He turns around. The butter is burned. Basically, his trip is that, that, that's it. Yeah, that's the end of 1999. Yeah. Maybe it was. There is a brief moment uh, where it cuts to. Their relationship is the butter. uh, (laughs) The mother. uh, uh, It cuts to the mother's chapter where it talks about Sarah calling them to let him know or let them know he came home. And she's relieved. So after that incident, she's all. I think, it go, was, I think it Theo. was more him. You bet. He, he, no, he's too skittish to stick around him. his family too close. Oh. Yeah, he's just not quite comfortable. Because from here we jump to 2010, right? No, so that's why I was going to bring it back to Shankman in 1990. Oh, yes. So they had just recently uh. moved into the house across the street from Ben and Mimi in Avalon. And Alice is pregnant, very heavily pregnant, but she's not due for another four or five weeks, I believe. And they know it's a son. This is all from Shankman's point of view at this time. And he's kind of nervous, obviously, about being a father. He's been going to all the appointments. But you still kind of get the impression that he's a bit of a dick. Like Shankman again? Shankman is... across the street. Okay. Yes, from Ben and Mimi. Yeah. Yeah. You'll kind of get why they're... So 
important. Yeah, they're, they're more important to the future of the story than the past. Yeah. I will say this for the story. Their flashbacks are way better organized as they sort them basically by year. Like, it'll be like 2010. And then it'll go through, like, all of the characters' perspectives. And they're all in the same year. Yeah. Not like the last book where it didn't tell me what year they were, and I just had to fucking guess. And it was not the same year every flashback in a row. <laughs> yep, nice. And therein lies yeah. the struggles of Zachary. So. Like, I, you know what? I like a straightforward timeline, all right? Nah, I found it. 1999, Shankman. God. Yes. This. So, <laughs> they're in the house. Caleb's desperately trying to keep up. He's kind it's of in, internally talking about how they just moved into this house, hey. and it was probably a bit more than they should have purchased, but they have a family, or they're going to have a family. You know, they're, they both have good jobs. It's going to be okay. He works in some department where Y2K is a big deal, and he's saying Computer they software. It. Maybe or something, something or another. I, I can't exactly remember. Well, I think like a lot of it was like finance. Like people were like, oh yeah, yeah. like bank, banking stuff wasn't prepared for it. Like you'll lose all your money overnight. That was a big fear people again. Freaking out. Oh, He's like, the, the IT guys have been working on this. I guess even Caleb wasn't around computers. in 1999. Computers were going to crash around basically though, right? It came yeah. thereafter. You don't remember that Will Smith song, We're Gonna Party Like It's 1999? It, like it would be nice. weird if he did remember. I think it was called Will 2K. I'll play it for you later. It was really good. Okay. It was a banger. Yeah, so everyone was like super Before concerned Will Smith like the was, banks are going to I understand what Y2K is. Because they were like, well, right. the computers I don't know. can't handle the extra zeros. Not a lot, but I know that. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... so Caleb, you're our bridge to Gen Z. <laughs> they're at home. Uh. He's bought some champagne for himself, some apple juice or something for Alice, and then something that kind of disturbed me, a can of beluga. He splurged for beluga, and I was like... I don't know. Uh, I assume you're talking about a beluga whale, which... That might be... Is not it's, okay. I'm, I'm not sure. It might not be. Uh, I will say, I think all of the characters of the book are Jewish. Yeah. I, it comes up a bit more with Shankman and his family. Like, his father was very... Yes, they are. Uh, so I wasn't sure if maybe that was a specific food for them or something. Oh, I just instantly thought of Beluga Whales and that song, Baby Beluga. Because like, I know the Jewish community has a lot of, like, um, specialized food, I want to say. Look at yeah, Beluga. like kosher. Yeah, and, like, they, well, like, they have specific, like, dishes. be kosher. Like, uh... You know, Coach. heritage dishes that they have, though. Not just, like, beluga what caviar? they can't eat, but specific meals that they make. I'm yeah. saying beluga caviar, beluga vodka. As we've covered on this podcast, none of us are religious. Beluga lentils? None of us are even vaguely um, Jewish. So, most likely not whale. It's small tin of beluga is all it says. No. Yeah. Well, maybe he was eating Beluga that. lentils? Oh, it, he's not sure if Alice is allowed to eat caviar. There, I can't. Beluga caviar. Just read that. So it's just beluga eggs? I mean, I'm assuming it's caviar, but from belugas. I'm looking at beluga lentils right now. Beluga caviar. It sounds terrible. Anyway, yeah, either, it this sound is apparently a specialty. Way. He splurged on this, and... Yeah. Great. So, yeah. so he's at home, uh, you know, putting this stuff in the fridge. He looks across the street. He sees Ben and Mimi walking into their house, although they don't really know them. He just has seen them over the year, or not over the years since they moved in recently. And anyway, so he could hear Alice like hollering to him, but he's like, just 
I guess not ignoring her, but he's like, yeah, I'm just putting this shit away. Then I'll go see what she needs. Yeah, but she walks in and she's like, my water broke. And this is five weeks early. So he's like, oh, my God. Like, okay. So he I think he calls 911 first. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, I think this baby is coming. Like, yeah, it's she, happening Like, she's having, fast. like, contraction screams. Yeah. And she's just standing in the kitchen like, oh, my God. Ah, just so, sit down. First, like, that's a good thing. Like, uh, maybe not just stand. Caleb, I think if you're having a baby, you're just doing whatever is possible or comfortable. Whatever, whatever makes the pain slightly less for this exact thing. And especially, thing. obviously, she has no medication on board right now. I mean, yeah, so, like... I think sitting down. Uh, sitting down so that the baby can't come out. Is that what you're thinking? No, so it doesn't just fall onto the floors. Well, I mean, it's not just going to pop out. It's going to take some pushing still. Well, yeah, but it sounds like she has very little control of how fast it's coming out. <laughs> okay, I let's love... move on. Okay, so. <laughs> no, no, not one that of us is that. even that was close very... to being able to argue with Mallory on this. I don't know why we are. Yeah, I love that. That conversation was great. Mallory has the advantage over us on so many levels. I'm uh, just first saying. of all, um, she's a woman. <laughs> Second of all, I just feel like standing <laughs> is a bad option. That was just my opinion. Do you deliver babies standing? Just get in the bathtub. They deliver just babies on their hands and knees. I've heard women the who like, gave birth not knowing they were pregnant. Yeah, Caleb in the toilet. Yeah, toilet babies is a real thing. I've never done that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Being a toilet okay. baby is real. So she's standing there and she's like, holy shit. <laughs> like, I'm aware. My contractions are very intense. <laughs> this is happening. So he, she's basically like, you have to do fucking something. So he yeah. like had seen his neighbors. He well, runs. A, uh, Dr. Wilf hears oh, the screams and yes. comes on his own. And he's like, my wife, my wife. And he's like, she's pregnant. Her water broke. Basically just gets kind, <laughs> kind of the message out. And Ben is like. Okay, I'm a doctor. I'm coming in. He's like, go across the street. Tell my wife that I need my doctor's bag. Yeah, and get he's towels. Like, we're gonna we're gonna get you through this. Yes. Yeah, so she's on the kitchen floor. He goes. He gets the doctor's she bag. She got on the floor, Caleb. Oh, like, thank you. She sat down. Perfect. He lays down. <laughs> but he's like, you know, he's getting the doctor's bag while he waits. He's Give like, oh, Mimi seems like a dinosaur. very nice lady. He comes back over, and Doctor Wolf is like, okay, this is happening right now. So. Let's get to it. He's like timing the contractions, like the ambulance. They still can't even hear it. They don't know when it's going to get there. So he's like, all right. He puts some, he washes his hands. He puts his gloves on. And Shankman is like behind him staring at him. He's like, this dude is so calm. It's like fucking crazy. Like Wilf or Ben Wilf was a really good doctor. Like he's Mm -hmm. a surgeon. He's like very good at under pressure, you know? So she's pushing, and he's like, you're doing great, Alice. They just kind of have this connection, and she pushes the baby out. The ambulance is just pulling up, and he's like, oh, and notices that the cord is wrapped around the baby's neck. Yeah, like he has to, like, stop the EMTs from moving him out of the way long enough so that he can unwrap the umbilical cord around the baby's neck. Like, slips it over him, hands the baby to Alice, and is like, he just needed a little assist. Gets up and walks out. The paramedics take her to the hospital. Perfect. And that, and at that time, though, he would. They were like, "We're going to call him Waldo." Yeah, they were like, "The boy needs like a special name or something, yeah. not just any and random." Shankman lands on Waldo. He does not express why he landed on Waldo. Just that it's I special. Don't know any Waldos. 
I looked it up. It seems to be like that name German is... for rule, but I don't know. Raul? Honestly, rule. Like Ra- Ra- ruler. I think you're trying to say Raul. No. Oh. What? <laughs> it's not German for a Spanish name. It is a word that means to rule. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sometimes, Asa. You just said rule. <laughs> so rule's not a yeah, it's a real word. <laughs> yeah. It is. Names mean things. Like Mallory's just means misery or What's, something. Or, or no, it's unlucky, right? Isn't that what Mallory oh, means? unhappy and unlucky. Unfortunate. Man, you really got... I... <laughs> oh, man. I wonder what my name means. It's something biblical. My name? Yeah. It means something biblical? It, it's probably a reference to a biblical character. I don't think so. Nope. Okay. We're going to look it up. I would look it up if I had not banished my phone from the room. So in this time, 1999, so he delivers the baby. He comes home. He takes a shower. He doesn't really want to talk about what happens, but Mimi is like, you know, what's going on? And he's like, it could have, it was a very close call. And he's just kind of like shook because it was an almost deadly situation again. I think yeah. it's kind of the vibe I was They thinking. describe it later in the book is they're always haunted by like a shadow timeline where Dr. Wilf didn't show up on their doorstep. And yes. like but the kid would have died. But Ben is also haunted because he's like, I could have made the wrong decision again. Yeah, like this is the first time I think he's done like a major like emergency situation since, uh, since Misty died. Or at least where something was not going right. Yeah. So, but... Waldo was born, and it kind of does these things. I don't, I don't know what you thought of it, but Waldo has a chapter in 1999 where it's like he's oh, he's coming into this. You're right. World. I did want to he's talk to you. He's shooting through the universe and coming into the world. He's you know all of a sudden he's there on his mother's chest, and all he can hear is her heartbeat. Huh. So it's interesting. They kind of pull these little things. We'll in. talk yeah. about Waldo stuff when we get to older Waldo. Yes. Did you have something to say? Kayla? I did look up Asa's name of meaning. Yes. Uh, so there's a million different meanings depending on what, uh, where you're looking at it from. The most common one is hope, which takes up like five different places. Uh, but Aww. in some other ones, it can be healer. Uh, it's the first thing that came up when I looked it up. Yes. It's, it's funny because they, they hoped you were a girl. It's a Hebrew name, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> They're like, well, we can't name uh, him Hope now. I guess Swedish, let's just... In Swedish, uh, it it's means goddess. Ooh, so sexy. They goddess. really did uh, want you to be a girl. Or if, if you're not <laughs> Yeah, I was the third child three years younger than my older brother, and the two of them are literally ten months apart. Hey, so if you're so going Nigerian... You make beautiful. it sound like that's a weird age gap. You know that Mallory and Caleb are like 14 years apart. I mean, all, we have the same parents, all of my brother, all of my myself and my siblings. They were literally less than a year apart, and I'm three years. That means I don't think it was an accident. They were... I think it was specifically inaccurate. Uh, uh, accident. Anyways, if you look <laughs> at Nigeria, it, it's be- it means beautiful. You're beautiful in Nigeria. I, this is lovely. I don't know if Case is wrong either. I'm looking back and... <laughs> anyways, anyways, pulling out of that nose dive. Uh, Mallory, please move us forward. <laughs> so, 1999. Theo arrives home Jesus. from South America. 
still awkward with his family. Waldo is born across the street, and Ben Wilf helps deliver him. That is 1999 right there. Waldo. So, we're going to go to 2010, 2010. I believe now. Mm -hmm. December. December 2010, is that where we are at? 21st. Yeah, this, this is where most of the book takes place, which is, I still think, only like a quarter of it. Probably. Yeah. Yes. It's really so, hard to tell. So at this time, uh, Ben is packing up his house. The house has been sold, and he is moving. And we soon figure out that he is moving to, I want to call it a retirement home, but Mimi has Alzheimer's, and so she's in a locked unit. Yeah. Like a memory care unit. And he is going to move to the same facility to join her. So I'm guessing that there's some sort of a retirement kind of facility uh, yeah, connected attachment. to that because I don't think he's living in a locked unit with her but I could be wrong uh, either so, that or it's when he moves there they will move her in with him and be like because yeah. now you have constant care yes so he's in his 70s I believe at this he point. is 70 in 2010 yeah so I mean he's getting older the house is all packed up it's just boxes the movers are supposed to be coming the very next day to take everything away and then the new family is moving in uh and he looks outside and he sees this little kid, Waldo, out or I think he's in his window or outside. He's sitting on the like outside his uh bedroom window. Like I think he's sitting on like the awning. Oh, okay. Like crawled out his window to sit on the roof. Oh, okay. And he's Fun got times. like his iPad and it's lit up and Ben is like, you know, what are what are you, you playing doing? a game? Yeah, do you can take this part. Uh, yeah, he's like, are you playing a game or something? He's like, no, it's Starfinder. And Skywalk. Is it Skywalk? I thought it was I think it's Starfinder. Skywalk. It doesn't matter. It's okay. a app I, was, I to, didn't know if it was a real thing or not. I Probably, but I'm not okay. sure. Uh, it is a app that, like, lets you, like, track, like, the night sky, like, any time in history. Like, it sounded pretty cool. If you, like, roll honestly. it back to, like, 1999, it'll show you the stars, what the stars were like that this night, 1999. Oh, cool. It sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, like, if you're into uh, astronomy, it's it's a cool thing. Uh, and anyways, the kid's super into it, and he's like, here, come on out, I'll show you. And, like, the two go, and he's like, yeah, meet me over at the magic tree. And... Uh, the kid said that? Yeah. That's what the whole... Yeah, and as Ben's walking over, he's like, it. the neighborhood all just calls it the magic tree now, because, like... People leave flowers there and bouquets, and, you know, it's been... They put lights on it during the holidays. Yeah, it's been 25 years. People don't remember who Misty is anymore. Now they just think of it as a special tree that everyone loves. Oh, interesting. Huh. Well, that's uh, kind of cool. So they sit down at the tree, and he's, like, showing him the stars, and they're talking about it and everything. And, like, Ben's really attentive, like, pays attention, asks questions, and Waldo's thrilled... Because Ben's, like, the first person who's ever taken a conversation with this kid seriously. This like, kid can, like, name an alphabetical order, like... I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think Waldo is autistic. I don't think so. I, it never says that. Just because it's true. He's, he's really good at it, just, it, there was He had mannerisms that kind of gave me that vibe, just so like his parents never went and got him looked at. He's actually a genius. Like, IQ-level genius as a child. So I think that he... That is what makes him seem okay if he if he is like autistic or has asperger's yeah. they never mention it and his family like his mom does take him for lots of tests okay that, yeah. you, you might they, like right, makes sense. that's why he is definitely different 
That's probably why everyone um, thought I was so weird when I was young. Because you're just because so you're smart. so smart. I'm so I'm so yeah. wickedly smart. It's not even funny. We're gonna like take an IQ test on the show and find out Ace is twice as smart as everyone say, in the room. I will say, originally when I, I was reading about him, I thought the same thing just yeah, based on his like mannerisms <laughs> and his thoughts. But they they do talk about how he went to all these tests, he saw all these doctors, and. They were. They knew from the beginning he was just very, very smart. Okay. So yeah, but there you I I don't know. It, I'm glad I didn't. You wasn't the only one who had the thought. But yeah, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's called Starwalk. Oh, I said Skywalk, and he said Starfinder. Yeah. We were close. Yep. Starfinder is a video game that's oh, coming Skywalk out. Oh, Skywalk would be like Skywalker. Skywalker is Star- a character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we both went with two other references that were halfway there. Weirdly enough, I knew that they were both I of those original things, and we're like, that's weird, but maybe it's not Starwalk. Anyways, uh, so Ben takes this kid seriously because we find out that Shankman is very disappointed that Waldo is not a kid he can relate to, like. He won't play sports. He doesn't get along with other kids. He doesn't like any of the stuff that Shankman likes. He's a fucking nerd. That would be kind of a bummer. Um, but, I mean, that's what happens. I mean, I yeah, mean, like, that's your, my your dad are, that, happens, that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He <laughs> said, no, come back for that. Well, I did. I, Never I, let your dad listen to this podcast. I don't know if he knows how. Thank God, thank God for that. He figured out Netflix. Like. He watched Cobra Kai without all of us. So. I mean, does Lisa has figured out Netflix, but he can't figure out how to find like Hulu or Amazon. Jesus, or it's the same I can't thing. find it. Real question. I just forget where the hold fuck on, the hold on. I want a quick at. test. Asa, right now, could you find books with bastards on your phone? On on your phone, right now. Spotify or something. Yeah. Sure. Wait, no, I'm not going to tell you. you I'm not going to tell you where it is. I want to know if you know how to find Wherever us. Yeah. Yeah. Go to search the search. Well, Lisa's quiet. All right. Quiet. Well, all right. He's already earned more credit than I gave him. Okay. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm making good way through this man. I want you guys. Yeah. To know. No, I've learned a lot in the last like five years. Kale's exactly. almost to the dick. Yeah. I, when I met Asa, his only hobby was sitting on a porch at night. Yeah, I fucking found it, you dick bag. It's right there. <laughs> Zach, when I met you, your hobby was walking at night. Okay, that's true, but I also did play video games and Dungeons and Dragons. No, I know. And I'm just giving you shit. Just... I mean, I do, I do still love a good midnight walk. I also made the joke of when I met you, like I wasn't born your brother. <laughs> yeah, even though. But I mean, I... we did meet you at some point, so. Yeah, but I don't remember meeting Zach. Everyone is mad. I don't really remember meeting Caleb. I barely catalog this sort of events. Do okay. I remember meeting Caleb? So Waldo, I don't remember meeting you. No. Waldo Just has one day the constellations uh, <laughs> We sat down to record a podcast, and Asa was in the room. <laughs> he, met a, a he met him when we came back to visit. I'm sure. I was going to say, then we just showed up when we were like, hey, we're living in this house with you, Caleb. I do love for the narrative of the podcast. Correct. Ace has always been in this room. Caleb wasn't there for most of the time. He was. He was just was, walked he in his room with that in the room. room. Well, he's playing, with he's his, playing with his pet snake. <laughs> or what's her name? Bartholomew? Bartholomew? It was kind of hard to tell. And I mean, I guess in a way he probably was playing with his pet snake. Or, or, what's, or what's her name? <laughs> or pet worm, is I the guess. Fe- is you know, the snake a female? How do you know? We don't know. How do you know? Uh, you go to the vet and get him tested. No, you pay a lot of money to get no it looked at. There's no dink on a snake, is there? There is not. Didn't think so. You 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 check inside <laughs> them, and I'm oh. not gonna pay to have that done. I don't care. It's just Bartholomew. Or what if it's Bartholomew? 
Barthamina? It means nothing in the end. I don't think it's he's planning to breed the snake. He's never seemed upset by me calling him Bartholomew, so I'm yeah, just going to no call shit. that a win. It's a fucking reptile. They don't even... <laughs> he just wants to go outside in the tropics and live freely, probably. All right. All right. Okay, Let's so Waldo's a genius. <laughs> he has the constellations memorized. He can recite them in alphabetical order. Um, him and Ben kind of have this special moment. Like, he asked Ben, like, what day were you born? What time were you born? He shows him, like, the constellations that were there that night. Kind of, you know, sweet. And Ben kind of feels like a kinship with this kid because he brought him into this world, although Waldo does not know that at this time. Uh, so then we kind of, we move over to Shankman, who is up in his, above the garage in his little home gym that they built on his rowing machine. He's obsessed with this fucking rowing machine. You He's gotta always, get them lats? Mm, I mean, no. it's, a, it's a pretty it's good a, full it's body It's a big workout. workout. You say yeah. that, I looked into rowing machines just last week. Not last. Yeah, but you wouldn't be, I hope, ignoring me to row. We don't know that. We don't have a rowing machine. He'd like row for like two straight hours. <laughs> yeah, I might like, also. Yeah, he would. He would be looking at his screen like a lake, and like, and it's a competition. Like he's racing other people in other areas. Oh yeah, he, he he's like VR rowing. Yes. If you are in a competition, rowing, you cannot be disturbed. And it's a fake competition. You can't pause that. He has a no. child. No, 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 no. So it's escape to the house. house. You gotta get to the, made that child. You gotta get to the end of the lake. I don't. <laughs> from the outside looking in, from Ben's perspective, he can see the guy on his rowing machine up there, and he can see the wife downstairs on her third glass of wine. Yeah. And then there's the kids going for number four on the balcony or whatever by himself. Yeah. So no. that's it. You got something to say, Asa? Huh? You want to sit by me? Yeah, that's right. The audio's running again. Yeah. I'm almost. Now they're gonna know. I don't even know how I'm gonna edit this part. You heard what I said. Yeah. Yeah, motherfucker. Are we back to Shankman? (laughs) uh, Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So Shankman is rowing, and he come to find out, I think some time ago, rowing in these little competitions, virtual competitions, that there's a guy named Lindgren that he's rowing against, who he actually went to college with, and they were on the rowing team together. And it just sounds like Lindgren was always maybe just a hair better than Yeah, like, Lindgren's one of those guys whose life has always kind of come easy to. It seems like. They were a hair away if it was a different time and things were more socially acceptable of having a gay relationship. Uh, I don't think because I, I think Lindgren is happy. Like that, that was just measuring. He compares, like he talks about how he probably lives in the city and his wife looks like this, and I'm like, well, what's wrong with your wife? Like he almost is like Shankman's he has a, better a jealous life. man. Yeah, like, Shankman wishes his life was better, and he's putting that on Lindgren. Mm. So Lindgren is also in these <laughs> rowing things, and Lindgren beats him by like an eighth of a second. Ah, you motherfucker! Yeah. So. <laughs> He, it's over, he gets up, you know, he's been rowing for however long, he's walking out of his little studio gym thing back to the main living part of the house, and he sees Waldo coming in from outside with the iPad in his hand, and in his head he's like, did he just come in from outside? It's like, what, 10 or 11 at night? Pretty late. Pretty late for a 10-year-old to be outside by himself, and in his head he's like don't get angry don't rage on him like he has a rage problem and apparently his father was very similar and when he was be 
like getting ready to become a father. He's like, I'm not going to be like my father. He always made me feel like a piece of shit. But he is his father, and he yeah, knows he, it. He keeps vowing to be better, and he always ends up the he's, same man. Yeah, so he sees the iPad. He's like, Waldo, were you outside? And Waldo tries to lie, but no. He fails like, immediately. He's like, I'm taking this iPad. He grabs the iPad, and he's like, I wanted to smash it down on the ground so bad, but I didn't because it yeah, cost like, like $300. The, the mom's trying to defend him. And like, try, like she's mad that the kid was outside, but like once the dad goes off, she's like, "Hold on, cool it." And he's like, "No," and that makes him even worse. Of course, it's just, it's always him freaking out, her trying to make Waldo feel better, and Waldo just kind of shutting down and thinking, "My dad hates me." Yeah, Waldo just uh, shells like he, up. Sounds like he might. His dad is definitely like my son, like. It's sad because at this point, even they know he's a genius. They know he's so smart. But instead of being like, my kid is a fucking genius. That's awesome. He's like, my kid is so fucking weird. He can't do anything normal. Yeah. I'd probably be like, son, will you teach me something? Will you do my taxes? Yeah, like, like, (laughs) yeah, will you check my TurboTax? Because I feel like I do it wrong every year. (laughs) And the government is going to find out sometime and come get me. I hope they're not listening. I, I don't think they are. They're I think not. you do it wrong. In the I, I don't know who all of our listeners are, so uh, <laughs> I don't even know who half of our listeners are. Listening to everything. But hey, Frank. I feel like we'd have more CIA listeners if we were getting big in China. Frank. <laughs> so yeah. It's news, just Xi Jinping. News <laughs> He's like just like, this podcast is fucking funny. <laughs> so anyways, he just, he screams at his son for a minute. He runs to his room. It, you the, know, the father? Yes. Al- no, the son runs to his room. <laughs> Alice is like, son. you're a fucking dick. You need to control your anger. Same conversation they always have, it sounds like. He takes the iPad. He He's walking it back to the gym. And he sees an email pop up for Blindgren. And it's just kind of... I uh, beat you again, you loser. No, it's Row nothing faster. like that. I think it just says, like, what's up or something Yeah, it just like says, that. what's up. Oh, yeah, funny. I would be like, what's, what's up? up? What's up? <laughs> oh, I do that sometimes. And he yeah. just, it's like, fun. throws it into the gym and... Yeah, just ignores it. Yeah, stalks out and is just being a little bitch. Oh, he could actually have a friend. Oh, uh, he doesn't want one, though. But he, yeah, he... You can't, be, you can't be friends to... with someone better than you. That's why I'm friends with all my friends. <laughs> wow. But by that logic... Well, they gotta have someone. Oh my god. That's a terrible joke. I didn't... My friends were fine before me. Well, Eric, if you're listening, Caleb loves you. I do. I Alden tell, and Cannon, I don't know. No, I tell <laughs> all my friends I love them before I leave a room. <laughs> they don't always respond, but I do say it. Well, they know you're not serious. We know you're not serious. Maybe. You know you're not serious. Maybe. Right? We'll see. He well, how he far would know. you would you give your friends a kidney? Yeah. <laughs> Not you guys. No, actually, I did say it. I did answer you. I don't, want, you guys I don't want your fucking kidney. I don't think it fit. We're not a match. And you're too small, yeah. I think we talked about how that's not... So I, th- I think we jumped to Sarah at this point, who yes. has... She's flying to New Jersey to be with her dad. She It was a very last-minute thing. She was just like, I feel like he shouldn't have to pack this house up and move by himself, even though she's choosing to come the day before the movers come, so everything is packed up. 
And She's not really coming to help. She's coming to get away from her own problems. Her husband is like, I wish you would have told me I could have come. And she's just like, that really wasn't what I had in mind. It was. A, she's like, it was a spur of the moment thing. Uh, like, don't feel bad. Like, this isn't your thing. She's like, he shouldn't feel guilty. It's not his fault. But, like, essentially, she has been cheating on her husband with some douchebag. Yeah, he's uh, like dude a dude who's a better guy. rower. <laughs> Wait, I don't know uh, why I think she's on. But she's in a she's had a Shankman's league. I'm yeah, pretty that, sure. Yeah, Shankman's also I think quite a bit older than her. But I'm actually no, no, she's not. I'm wrong. Uh, but anyways, she uh, the guy is now. She's trying. She wants to break it off, and the guy is like threatening to send pictures to he's her like, husband. We have pictures. Fuck you. Answer the phone. You could. Uh, you, you never about, take you're pictures. You're talking about the sister, right? Well, yeah, she was Sarah. tied up Slash in her daughter. defense, okay. and he took pictures of her. Like, yeah, like they were doing some BDSM. While he was behind her. And while she was tied up, he pulls out his phone. Ah. Uh-huh. Yes. Never do that either. That is yes, but well, um, what are you gonna do? You're tied up. No, no, I'm saying you can't yeah, stop it. You shouldn't do those things. She oh, also, well, yeah. if you want to be tied up, she's get tied also up. yeah. That, there's a trust involved there, and he broke it. Yeah, she's also <laughs> thinking about how her husband, who was a screenwriter, was a screenwriter. That's how they initially met. He's not had he's not any very, success. He's not very good. Yeah, at though. this it's point, not that like, it's not good. It's that he doesn't have that go go go. You have to be persistent. Yeah. You have to be kind of a fucking dick mentality that oh, yeah. gets yeah. you places he, he, in Los Angeles. Yeah, you gotta be he, a dick. He bag, has the right? talent, but not the spark that gets you. He's not a showman. He can't network. Right. And yeah. so there's kind of this resentment. Yes, he's, where he's like, You're so successful. The only reason I even get any meetings with anybody is because of who my wife is. Yeah, like, like and at this point, like oh, last time we touched in with her was 1999. She was out of coming. At this point, she's there. She's at the top. She is a full on like producer for major films. Like we learn later, like sometime like in the next four years, like she like her films get nominated for like Golden Globes. Yeah, she has awards and stuff like that. And so he's just kind of in the background of all that. And there's definitely some resentment. I'd be like, and then can she, I just be the stay at home? He basically is husband slash. He basically is. at this stage though. He still calls it his job. So like he'll leave the house for eight hours a day to go sit in a cafe and write. Like doesn't watch the kids. Doesn't clean the house. He's a screenwriter. That's his job. He's not a stay at home. He is a screenwriter, but he in his head, I'd yeah. probably do the same thing, or I'd go to the river and skip rocks or something. Okay. That's basic, <laughs> but that's basically what he's doing. Like he isn't like he is a stay at home dad. He just won't accept that he is. <laughs> Yeah. So wild. Things are strained. I'd love to be a stay-at-home dad. I don't know what I would do if I stayed home. Even if I worked at home, I don't think I could do it. I mean, I'm basically a stay-at-home nanny at this point, and I only nanny once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) I just do YouTube videos. Yeah, Zach is And this podcast, yeah. Zach is Peter. Yeah. I, I guess so, yeah. I don't think I could He doesn't have a successful significant other to hold it against. God damn it. Uh, can't curse blame it on the universe. Anyone. If only. If only. <laughs> I don't know if it's a universe. <laughs> Fuck no, you. No offense. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Sarah lands hey, in New Jersey. Now I didn't find anyone successful either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I just chose to true. go that route myself, Caleb. <laughs> I chose the successful. Mallory is the successful <laughs> wife. Yes. <laughs> I am the Sarah in this situation, although with a much less... Yeah, we're cheating. Mallory's not a Hollywood producer. Are you cheating? 
Oh, all the time. I'm like, what's the, we're what's, take what's, all the pictures. What's the imaginary girlfriend's name? Sally. Yeah, whatever. Sally, you're with oh, Sally yeah. now? We're at the point of the year where Ace is taking the... off every other week to go visit his second family. Yeah. <laughs> because he was gone last week for work. He'll be gone this coming week and then a couple of weeks after. Yeah. But I think it's, um, who's the... uh, We are so distracted tonight. Kelly. (laughs) And you want to finish this Kelly. Kelly. So me and Sally are his two, like, wives, but Kelly is his side piece. Well, Kelly's the dream. Kelly's all the dreams. She's unattainable, though. Yes, Kelly's beyond us. Is she unattainable? For you, me, and Caleb? Yeah. What? Unless you're the guy from before I do, you're fucked. Yeah, unless you're Josh. (laughs) Correct. Unless you're Save the Planet, Captain Lawyer Josh, we're, you're, we're fucked. Fucking Captain Lawyer. Man. I don't think he was a lawyer. I don't remember what he did, Kelly. but he was doing good. Yeah, he was I don't remember what he was doing either. I guess he was doing Kelly. <laughs> for a bit. For uh, a time, yeah. Okay, so anyways, back to Sarah. She's traveled to New Jersey. Yes, and she's pulling up, she's looking at the house, and she's kind of just like, wow, have not been back here in a Sarah hot second. Scrap. And since her mom has been in the memory care home, she's only been back twice, and she feels terrible about it. Her dad is kind of like, kind of a piece of shit about it. Like, but, you know, he's, she doesn't, she didn't even tell her father she was coming. She just showed up. And she's kind of just standing at the house. She goes on a walk before she even goes and knocks on the door. And then he's like, oh, my God, come in. Like, everything's packed up, but you can they stay have a in drink. the room. They, yeah, and she's like, do you have any alcohol? And he's like, yep. Yeah. They have a drink. He goes to bed because the, you know, movers he's, are coming early. Yeah, he's 70 and it's old. 11 o'clock at night. And then we go to Theo, who is working at his restaurant in Brooklyn. What is it yeah. called? 12 Tables? 12 Tables, yes. He's very successful. Like, this restaurant is, like, where all of the people want to eat. Yeah, it, just it's very tables? exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, he basically Actually, opened it in a like a lower end part of town, but the food is so good that like everyone who's anyone wants to come, but he's just like I just take whoever the first 12 people are that call. There is no altering the list. There's no you're famous, you get in above this person. Yeah, no. it's just literally whoever the first 12 people are in, you get a 10 course meal. And then you get out, and that's and he it. Basically, that's makes cool. it all himself. Like he had just fired a sous chef because yeah. I can't remember what the sous chef did. Uh, he so, didn't know how to plate something, and he was just like, eh, three hours into his first shift, I fired him." And he prefers to do it himself, but he does recognize that it's getting to be a bit much. Yeah, he he has one helper. Is it Carlos? I believe who's a guy who just got out of rehab, and he's. Gave him a job to help him, like, stay on his feet. Uh, and he, like, does the reservations, cleans the place, locks up. This makes, reminds me of the, um, was it in Little Italy? They remember the seafood place we went to outside of Boston? Oh, yeah, you in were Boston? there. Boston? Okay. We literally remember had, like, fucking five we tables. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I've seen the world's smallest And bar. we just so happened to get in with the first wave. Yeah, that's where we got the cannolis, right? No, we went what? to another place for the cannoli. This was the place where we literally sat at a long table with like a bunch of other people, we were, like, and you could see ones. the people making the food. Okay, they were literally like. It's right been a while, and I will remember food. that we were in Boston and I was hungover. Everything was right? so <laughs> close. I can't even believe we were functioning. And then we went out afterwards, and like, because we got there right when they opened. Yeah, let's, and then we went let's outside till three a.m. Get up at seven and walk for six hours. The line outside was literally. <laughs> like fucking around the corner it was nuts 
Yeah. Anyway, and, but yeah, sorry. But a different very, story for another time. Not. It's even more exclusive than that because there, it's not like there's a line you can wait in because it's such a long course. Like like you said, it's like ten courses, so you're there basically from when they open to when he closes even, the restaurant. He, I don't understand. That's what he said. He would. I don't understand small how place, you. Well, small yeah, but place. like you have one bite of ten things. Basically, just mini bites of mini small. Things, yeah, he basically he make he's like I make very small like dishes. He's like I do ten, and he's like and honestly he's like he pours like a lot of love into every dish. Like yeah. everyone's customized for whoever he sees come in. Like yeah. he changes every guest gets their own meal. Uh, he you don't get to choose. Like he figures out what you like what you as you come back. But like he makes ten courses, and he's years. like. He's like, I do it because he's like, <laughs> in a weird way, like, because the food helped me heal. I do it for them. He's like, you know, like, I watch, like, people's, like, fix their relationship in here and all this stuff. It's He it, wants people to leave happier than when they came in, which usually they do, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, he's successful, but he's working. He's working on getting some, like, espresso going, and he gets a call, and Carlos is like, hey, dude, the phone, and he's like, you know, I don't take calls, and he's like, she said it's important. And he's like, fuck you, Carlos. But then it's Sarah, and she's like, mom is missing. And he's like, what the fuck? And she's like, she somehow escaped from her memory care facility. It is, what, December? Uh, yeah, it, it's December. It, December, it's snowing outside. And she's gone. And he's like, oh, my God. And she's like, I don't want to wake up dad and tell him, like, I need you to yeah. come here. And even over the phone, he's like, is this bitch drunk? <laughs> And yes. yes, she is. <laughs> he, he, he can yes, tell. She yeah, is. she's hammered. So he's on a bike, I believe he says. So yep. he's like cruising on over to the house to meet her. And then while this is happening. He's within biking distance. He's but in Brooklyn. It, they're mean, in New Jersey. New Jersey and New York are very close. People drive in to. Well, I know how yeah. close they are. Yeah, they border each other. Yeah. But, so but, yeah. So he's huh. close enough that he yeah. can, and he just drops everything and leaves. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just kind of judging off the map, but it looked like Avalon was like the first place across the bridge. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people that work in New York live in New, New Jersey, Jersey just because of the cost of living. In but yeah, he yeah. rolls down. That's quite common. Yeah. And then it jumps to like, he's like, this is the first time I've been in the driver's seat with my sister in the car since that night. And she, they're both stressed out. She's drunk drunk again. He drops a cigarette lighter down his shirt. Uh, And fucking hits the gas instead of the brake. Don't think he smokes. It's his mom. Oh, oh my God! Could Christ. you imagine if that was? That'd be, if that that'd be a wild that turn. I would have been like, "Whoa!" <laughs> that'd have well, been a wild twist to this book that it did not have. I, only ones I don't know if I don't like the book better them. or not, but I would have been more surprised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, they drive around. They're just like, we can't find her. But they don't want to bother their father and wake him up. So they're just like, "Oh my God!" Like, where should we yeah. go to look for her? And at the same time little Waldo across the street is again leaving his house. He goes through the house, he finds the iPad, and he's like, I'm going to go out. Like, everybody at school always makes fun of me and says, I'm such a sissy, I can never do this or that. And he's like, but I'm going to do it this time. And he just starts walking. And I honestly don't do know what? where he was playing. I think he was go. just doing like an 11-year-old, I'm running away. Yeah, yeah but it's in the middle like, of a snowstorm. But he did pack like some He's like, I grabbed everything backpack. I thought I'd need. Quickly realizes he did not grab everything he did need. He's cold, but he's, he's just he's walking. 
It's fair. Yeah. He's walking down the parkway, which I'm guessing is it's like similar to like a bypass highway, maybe. I don't know. But there's like shopping centers along the way. But he's walking. He's like, damn, I'm fucking cold. And he comes across this mall and there's a store there that sells those really fancy like wooden outdoor play sets, you know, that rich he, people have. And he's like, oh, we have one of those that my father was so excited to buy me and I never fucking used it. But he sees the model outside and it's it sounds pretty spacious. Yeah, he's like, I could rest in there for a little while. Yes, and he still has, like, his little iPad with his... Starwalk. Starwalk, and it's got decent Correct. battery life at this point. So he goes in there, and then we go to Mimi, who has escaped from her memory care home, and she is just jumping all over the place. She's at she, the carnival, like, years ago Yeah, she thinks she's, she's at, the, at beach. the beach. She's everywhere. She's walking down the same parkway. She sees this little play house and she sees like yeah. a welcome sign. It looks so cozy. And so she goes in there too. And he's like. It was a little bit on the way there because like she thinks she's lost her kids. She thinks oh, she's yes. lost Theo and Sarah. And while she's walking, she's like, I hate this chunky bracelet my husband bought me. And she like rips it off and hooks it off. And it turns out it's her tracking bracelet. <laughs> From yeah. the facility. Yeah. So she <laughs> hurls that off the side of the highway. <laughs> Perfect. Which it's like, if you could get it off that easily, they did a really bad job putting it on it. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like maybe Doc Wilf put in a little too much money on this place. Yeah. But <laughs> she uh, she sees this cozy looking little playhouse, essentially, and goes in. And Waldo is like, hi, lady. And <laughs> she's like, oh, Theo. She thinks it's Theo. And Theo, she admits, was always her favorite child because she he needed her. Sarah was going to excel no matter where she was, no matter what she did. But Theo <clears throat> needed extra love and attention. And so she sees him and he's like, okay, lady. He just keeps calling her lady. She's like, why does he keep calling me lady? Stop calling mother. me that. Like, you, Theo, why are you being like this? <laughs> and she had slippers on, but no socks. She's freezing. Yeah, he she's in like her, a fucking bathrobe. He gives her his socks. He gives her mittens or a hat. Yeah, he gives her that. He and gives her socks. his mittens as well. Yes. He's like, I can't give you my coat or I'm going to die too. Yeah, like, so, and then he's showing her Star Walk. To and, calm her down. Yeah, and she's like, oh, that's really cool. And so they are together in this house in this snow stormy night. And then finally Theo and Sarah go home. And at this point, their father is awake. He's finds out pissed and he is like, fuck you guys. You do not have the right to not tell me this shit. Since when do you think you know any better than I do? Sarah, this bitch has only been back twice. (laughs) And now all of a sudden she thinks she cannot tell me this bullshit. Yeah. So they're in the car cruising (laughs) around. All three of them. All three of them. Uh, Yes. Disaster waiting to happen. Another and they're like, he's like, I know my wife so much better than them. And then it's like, in the narrative, it's like, he goes to all the same places they went. <laughs> yeah. And then, at the same time, they're driving around, or prior to, just slightly prior to that, uh, Shankman wakes up, and it's way too early, way earlier than he normally would wake up. He's like, it's too late to take a sleeping it's 443 yeah it's too late to go back to take a sleeping pill and go back to sleep but it's really too early to get up and start the day so he's just fucking annoyed probably gonna go fucking row again that's what i was just gonna say go row some laps around the lake so well and his alice normally takes an ambient to sleep so she's passed out he goes in to check on his son opens the door and realizes the bed has not been slept in and he's like what the fuck 
So he goes to the gym. The iPad is gone. And he's like, oh, fuck. He's gone. Yeah. So he has to, like, shake Alice awake out of her ambient sleep and be like, our son is gone. She is fucking pissed. Oh, yeah. Like, they're driving in the car, like, looking for him. And she's like, I want a divorce. And I was like, good for you, Alice. Divorce this fucker. Divorce him. He's a piece of shit. Take him. Anyway. It sounds like he's a pretty good rower, though. God damn it. And where is that going to get you? He's not going to the fucking Olympics. It's going to get so you the from other one side end of the, the lake, lake to the other in but a hurry. they don't live on a lake. Yes. They I, don't live on I a lake. I truly think that's I know, where I, I think that's where Waldo came from is that those rowing skills. They came in handy. He rowed oh. his way into her giant and yeah, delivered the seed. Done doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that the mic can hear that. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I can hear it. It's fucking annoying. Okay, it's been like three seconds. Yeah. Okay. Too long. Three seconds. So the two families actually pass each other as they're driving and kind of vaguely recognize each other. And they're both like, so weird that this person is out here driving in a snowstorm. They're both kind of fish channeling around. Yeah. Uh, and they, then finally, oh, sorry. They get a call from the facility. Oh, yes, that they found the bracelet. Where they found the bracelet. Is but near, they have no yeah. idea where she could be now. But yeah, it's they're like, near it's near the mall. mall. And they go to the mall, and they immediately are like, that looks like the only place that she would be Yeah, to. Theo sees it, and he's like, it's old and rustic. It's the only thing Mom would relate to. And while that's happening, uh, Shankman gets a call from a random number that he thinks at first is like a you know, telemarketer call. or something. Spam. And it's Lindgren, his nemesis. Ooh. Who doesn't know he's his nemesis? And he's like, hey, this is weird, but I got an email from your son saying that he's at the mall and yeah, like, he needs you to come get Like, him. hey, I don't know who this is. I'm sorry. This is, uh, like, Waldo Shankman. I've, like, I got lost. I'm trapped. At, like, I'm in the mall. I'm freezing and I'm scared. Please call my parents. And he had just emailed the last person that had emailed his dad. Oh. And so Lindgren is like, okay. So, or Lindgren does it. Shankman and Alice are like, okay. So everyone's converging on the mall. There is, I guess we sort of skipped this because this happens before this point. But Mimi wakes up in the middle of the night. And she, like, looks down at, like, Waldo. And she's like, okay, my son. She's like... She's like, I'm really cold and I'm really worried. She's like, but Theo's here and I know he's safe, so I can go now. And she closes her eyes and then... She dies. Yes. In the playhouse thing with Waldo. Oh, fuck. So at this part... Waldo wakes up to a dead old I was like, he's not asleep. Oh. Really? No. He just, he's just he's, he's sitting there. This old woman wakes up, looks at him, and says, Oh, I can go now and die. She doesn't say it out loud. But could you imagine? <laughs> oh, okay, I, I can do it now. Well, he is. 10, he's like, though, Do what so now? And she's just. He's 10, though, so maybe he's just. Like, he's having a bad he, night. Oh, she he just has to sleep. A he's a weird no, genius. He he's do you remember smart. the thing he talks about at the end? Oh, yeah. Does he yes. mention that? He mentions it there. He mentions it a few times. Okay, so. I guess we'll broach that now, then. Yeah. Uh, Waldo can 
see dead people time while there was the I think sense. it's almost it just like he is so open it's mm. very weird so there's like, alright this is this part's very strange this. in this book it really oh. doesn't pay to be fucking smart sometimes no <laughs> no sometimes it so really doesn't I guess like there's like say, a little bit of sci-fi like in this book so or, remember when I said he was born and he kind of says like I was flying across the universe and then all of a sudden I was on my mother's belly and I could hear her heart beating so yeah. he has kind of another moment like yeah, this. Yeah, he sees essentially all of Mimi's life in front of him. Like, he sees, like, a baby. He sees a young girl. He sees her when she's, like, pregnant with Ben. He sees her with two kids that he's never seen before. Like, he her sees her as an old woman. Like flashes before like, his eyes. Yeah, like, he can, like, somehow he yeah. can sense, like, the, like, people's, like, essence or timelines or something. I have no fucking clue what this has to do with the rest of the story. I kind of wondered if that was like a little kid. Is that what the signal fires are? I don't know because I don't know how the signal fires. The other thought on signal fires is that like they're communicating by signal fires. Like it's a message for like you can't get the whole message because they aren't talking. Maybe. That's my guess. It was that or the time. Oh, like signal fires. The time. Better than their words. Yes. Because there were no words. But I wondered if it was like maybe a kid thing that like he was a young kid he was in a really hard place himself like kids can see ghosts he had the shining Mallory he was a kid with the shining maybe this is a precursor then (laughs) Um, but yeah so she dies and Mm. he's yeah it's Uh, okay so my other question was I it wasn't totally clear and I was like maybe I'm an idiot for not just making the assumption but I was like do you think that the cold killed her or because she mentioned having um, a weird vision, like when she had a migraine one time, and I was like, "Did she was she just gonna die, regardless of where she was? Like, did she have an aneurysm or something?" I, I thought mean, she died of being like cold slash in her seventies, but honestly, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really ever say. Maybe, it doesn't really maybe, matter you know, whether it was an aneurysm like, or freezing to death. The the well, the distinction me, is natural like, causes tonight. Well, to me, in the span of the book, it would have been one thing if, like, she came out there and she died, or like she came out there, she was gonna die, but she needed to die with this kid. She for wanted some reason. to. Fi- she needed to find Theo. Yes. Or her and kids. so that's why I wondered, but I it doesn't. She went the way of the so I just, I just kind of wandered off. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, and they do have the parallel that like it was. This is the kid that Ben Wilf saved as a baby is now with his wife as she dies. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So. They've never met. Mimi and uh, Waldo never met before tonight. It's very odd. At this point, I was like, God, the Shankmans are all just fucking assholes because (laughs) they even talk about. Fucking last name Shankman. Bunch of fucking janksters. Okay. What the hell is a shankster? <laughs> you know, to okay. shank somebody is to stab them. Guys. I mean, I know what shank is. It's the last name I, we can. I think what I was yeah. thinking of was shyster. <laughs> oh, my God. Never mind. Okay. My so, anyways, different. but they do, like, following this event, like, Alice is thinking about how um, they never, she's like, why didn't I ever invite them over for dinner? Like, we never knew them. We never, we never even them. thanked them for and, like, what they did. And Shankman is like, I was so grateful that it almost turned into something like shame. Yeah. And I just could never say anything. And I was like, I swear to God, I know that Ben did it because he's a doctor and he's like, this is what I need to do. But if I fucking helped deliver a baby on your kitchen floor and you weren't even like, 
waving at me across the street from time to time, I'd be like, fuck you. Like that That's fucking rude. <laughs> we I mean, if nothing else, he's grateful that yeah. the kid lived. Ben likes Waldo. Yeah. Honestly, I'd prefer that. I don't like so, a lot of social interaction. I'd be like, yeah. Thank the you. wave. The wave's fine. But if somebody yeah. saved your life, Caleb, you don't think you'd go over mm. and be like, I just want to say I know, thank you. I, no, I would it. thank someone, no. but if I, I, if some, if I saved someone's life, I house. wouldn't want them to like constantly be like, not I mean, like, constantly, but I mean, I think it's just a nice gesture to be like, I appreciate what you did. Oh well, yeah, I guess the thank you would have been. Like my see, life could have been really different. I could see Caleb saying thank you one time, and then after that, never waving or acknowledging. The That's fine, again. but they didn't even do that. There was never <laughs> anything. Listen, I don't know. No one <laughs> saved my life. They basically I guess mom did. they lived as strangers. Like they watched Waldo grow up across the street. Yeah. Did she? So yeah. Anyways, uh, sorry. So get back to the, the yeah. We we jump back to the ever, both families arrive, but uh, the Wilfs get there first. They go to the tree house or they go to the on the ground playhouse. At this point, they find at first Sarah like looks in and she's like, "Okay, I'm in the wrong spot." Like all I just see is like a pile of rags in there, and then she hears Theo saying like, "Who's there?" And she goes in. She finds sorry, not Theo, uh, Waldo. And then she goes in, and then he's like, the lady is was in there with me. I don't think she's okay. And she goes in and sees, like, her mother is basically under this pile of cloth and rags. mittens. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, you know, like, Theo goes in, and then the dad goes in and is just, you know, distraught. His wife's dead. Yeah. Uh, and then Shankman shows up and sees, like, Waldo coming out of this and just sees Theo out there, and he's just sees some strange guy he doesn't know, freaks out, screaming, what did you do to my son? And just fucking tackles, like, Theo. No contact. Yeah, just straight up runs up and attacks a stranger, thinking he's kidnapped And Theo just takes it. Yeah, Theo, Theo's mom just dies. He's in shock. He has yeah. no idea what's happening. And he's like, what? what? And also, like, Theo's not a fighter. Like, he... Yeah, it sounds like... Violence is not, not a, a bone in his body, I don't think. Yeah. Well, and if you don't know what's happening, you're... you're it's hard to just atta- go bad. Yeah, at unless them, you know? like unless you've trained your whole life to be violent is, um, as a reaction. Shankman, Shank, did I get that right? Shankman, yes. I get confused after the last. Uh, yeah, anyway, you're Shankman. you're having some real problems with um. his name. <laughs> so but anyways, yeah. yeah, he's got anger issues. I wouldn't. Yeah, that's tough. And, then yeah, and he's Waldo, a rower. Waldo comes out of the rower and a thrower. Yeah, yeah. Waldo comes out of the house. <laughs> Uh, and explains what's going on. He's like, I don't even know this fucking dude. Yeah. So maybe stop assaulting him. <laughs> Daddy. Cool it. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, please stop. What? No, Father. Say that. Kill him. <laughs> okay, Joffrey from Game of Thrones. <laughs> I never watched it. No, no, no. I watched the very last episode. Oh, that was the I remember that, yeah. yeah. Correct. Uh, it was... Anyways, so they everything kind of calms down. I think a ambulance, like they call nine one one, and they're like, "Hey, we have to report a death." And th- this kind of brings an end to the two thousand. Well, Waldo tells him he's like, "She kept calling me by the wrong name." Like he or he says, "Hi, Doctor Wolf." Like I sat with the lady, but she kept calling me the wrong name. And he asks, you know, what name did she call you? And he says Theo. And he's like. That makes sense. She yeah. she was confused, and he's like, "I gave her my socks and my gloves. I showed her Star, Star Walk. Walk, just like I showed you." And 
Oh, so this is, I marked this actually, um, because I was like, Jesus, uh, let's see. He's like telling her what he, I showed her and like Dr. Wilf, God, what a nice guy. He's just like, I bet she really liked that. Like, thank you for Dr. Wilf deserves a Kelly. I mean, he had his wife and his wife seemed as good as a Kelly. She, I, she wasn't quite a Kelly because she was the most pro. Hey, let's never talk about the manslaughter. That's fair. Well, Kelly, I'm going to like no. call that as the big black yeah, market. I can answer. see Kelly being a Kelly was a doctor. Therapist. I thought she was just hot. No. No, she was a, she was a doctor. She was a supermodel doctor. Oh, supermodel. I can That's part of what made her so amazing. I can see her yeah. being a world-class therapist. I forgot that. exactly who she so was. So this guess. is what gets me. So uh, Waldo <laughs> is telling Dr. Wilf, I talked to her about the stars, you know, the same way that you and I talked about it. And Shankman is like, I feel the boil of rage coming up and getting me just because he brought that up. And then he and he's like, what does he mean? Like him and Dr. Wolf did like, have they been spending time together? What the fuck is wrong? Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, he keeps his cool. And his this, wife. This line, his wife that just died. This line cracked me up and because Dr. Wolf is like, you did good. She would have liked that. And then it says... Let's see. Um, this guy sounds like my fucking brother. The quiet inside of the playhouse. Hopefully your brother doesn't listen to this. The quiet inside of the playhouse is he essentially doesn't. a sacred place. A place where Shankman has put down the burden of his personality. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that one with wow. people. And I was Mark. like, Jesus, man. That's that's how bad you are. That's rough. <laughs> that's fucking rough. Yeah. For once oh, in your life, you bag. weren't who you've always been. You're a dickbag. So, so anyway, then we go to um, Alice's point of view, which we don't get super often. She only has, like, I think, this one chapter. Yeah, and she's sitting in the back seat with uh, Waldo, which is wild to me that like he didn't get taken to the hospital or anything. They never reported him missing. Well, no, no frostbite must be. Well, I was like, if I woke up and my kid was missing, I had no idea cops when he left. Yeah. I would have called 911 and been like, yeah, I'm going to be out there looking for him, but I would probably call the cops. Yeah, for sure. I have a missing child. But they never did that. No, one. because that looked bad on the dad. I could see him being like, I don't need what them thinking. Lindgren I can, thing, yeah, you know? right. I can well, see I mean, the dad doing 10. that. He's most uh, like 95%. Plus, I think the dad was like, he took his iPad. He deserves this. And he's a genius. Anyways, uh, the mom's like, Thinking of all the ways, like, she's going to, she just realizes, like, everything is too much. She's like, I'm going to quit my job. We're going to get Waldo into therapy. I'm going to spend way more time with him. Like, we're going to move him to a different school that doesn't hate him. Uh, Basically, my job as a parent is to make his life not suck. And I'm I'm now realizing that's not what I was doing. Wait a second. I'm going to stop cheating. Yeah, like, she stops. No, this is not Sarah. This is Alice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is she stops drinking, I think. Like she gets her whole life together just to take care of this kid. She doesn't leave Shankman. And uh, she even says she's like, I would leave him in a heartbeat if there was no Waldo. But this is like our family unit. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. And if I'm gonna be a stay at home mom, someone's gonna have to pay for this shit. Like (laughs) Waldo is like, you know, it's weird. Like there is no end and there is no beginning or something like that. He always has these odd insights. Yeah, he's thinking of the of Mimi, he's like, you know, she didn't leave. She, like, never left. She just, there was no end to her, really. It yeah. was just this kind of, like, time is a continuous circle kind of a thing. Like Yeah, like all moments in time are happening at once. Yeah, and she was like, okay. And then at this time, like, 
She kind of sees Shankman's like fucking shoulders bulging a little as he's driving. I knew it. Veins are coming out. Yeah, and she's like, "Is he gonna fucking lose his mind?" And then he, this is the first time they tell him that Ben delivered him and saved. They don't tell him that he was about to die, but yeah, they they just just tell him he was the doctor who pulled him out of the beginning. Yeah. 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 And he's like, oh, okay. And this is when she's like, why did we never invite them over? Like, why yeah. didn't why didn't we do it? And now the first time they've ever been in this house is for her, like, uh, Shiva or sh- what they, I can't remember, when the Jewish people with the whole ceremony they have when somebody dies. Oh, yeah. I don't the know equivalent a, of a wake? I don't, know. I, don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that's called. Yeah, we really we don't know a lot it, about Jewish culture. I'm sorry. Yeah, but... That's the first time they're ever in the house, and it's boxed up and empty, and so it's just... Yeah, the, the first time they ever come over to visit the people that save the kid are the day he's moving out ten years later. Mm. Yes. So, and then, um, I feel like, I'm sorry. I think we jumped to 2014 at this point. 2014, and Theo is opening, he's opened yeah. up the second restaurant. He's opened up a second restaurant, Mimi's. Where he basically serves like breakfast. He like he serves the food he thinks his mom would like, and it's just as popular as the first. He has a second staff that runs that, but like he still makes sure it's of a quality that fits. There's a giant poster of his mother there, uh, and it does great. He's like way closer with his nieces now. He's like, you guys can come and visit and stuff. Like I'll teach you how to wait tables and like cook. Uh, and around, this is the same time, uh, and, like, that's what's going on with Theo. Like, there's not a lot happening with the, the a lot of the Wilfs in this timeline. Uh, Ben has moved to Hollywood and lives with, uh, Sarah. Sarah, helps take care of the twins, and is generally seen as, like, a good influence on all their lives. And he can tell that uh, Sarah and Peter, her husband, went through a rough time, but they've stayed together. Yeah. And Sarah entered treatment. So she is no longer drinking. She's uh, doing much better. She says she's waking up. She's not hungover every day. It's a what nice a revelation change. that was. Uh, but <laughs> still, hungover. like kind of the secret of this accident from 1985 still kind of looms over everything. And she does say that she goes to an Al-Anon meeting every day, but she makes a point to go to big enough ones that it's not obvious that she's not speaking up. She tends to sit in the back. It I seems like I just like be, I don't either. Nah. I think just being there among people, kind of on the same path as her. Yeah, she is says she has a sponsor. Enough. She speaks to every Sunday. About who sister? wishes she'd do Sarah, more? Yes. And she's at a meeting one day, and she's kind of looking at her phone, half paying attention. A guy gets up there to talk, and he says, "You know, hi, my name is whatever. I'm an alcoholic, and." When I was at my worst, like, my three-year-old child died on my watch. Like, they drowned in the swimming pool because I went back inside to get a drink. Yeah. And she's like, holy shit, somebody admitted something like this? Like, fucking wild. And then she's like, all of a sudden, she was like, it was almost an outer body experience. It sounded like she got up and was like. She's like, I never realized you could even talk about like this. And she's like, I've never once thought about it before. And she's like, and now I have to. And she got up and told everybody, you know, when I was 17 years old. You know, I was like, responsible for the death of a girl. Yes. 
And so she kind of, it's like, that is just the beginning. She tells her husband. She talks about it with her yeah, father. Yeah, she calls, she calls the, Theo. Uh, she's, and she's like, I have felt so guilty all this time because I put you in that position. <clears throat> like, you never would have been driving if it wasn't for me. And he's like, I, and she's like, do you think about her? And he's like, I'll, I, I think about day. her all the time. And, like, I feel so guilty because I was driving, but it's, like, neither one of them really blames the other. They just never fucking talked about it. Yeah, like, they never got out how much it hurt, and they lived with it. And Ben talks about how he, like, thought about bringing it up once on, like, a family trip to Florida because they were all stuck in a car together, and instead he just put on an audio tape. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it was the, the moment. Like, this book, there was so weird. Like, I was reading it at, like, 2 a.m. This book made me so incredibly melancholy. Yeah. Like, I just started with, like, write stuff down. Just, like, I got so low in my own head that I had to write stuff to feel better. <laughs> But she, I mean, she told her children about it. And Theo brings up, he's like, her children are really great. Like, they've really thrived despite, like, the problems with their parents, uh, their mother, you know, the stuff that she's kind of gone through and has told them about. But they seem to be doing really well and whatnot. And then um, Dr. Wilf, or Ben Wilf, has sent letters. He's heard that Waldo's mom is sick that she has cancer and likely is dying and sends a letter to him, like a handwritten letter, which Waldo was like, so weird, like actually came in the mail. <laughs> this, you know, 75 year old man at this point is sending me and, a, you know, old paper letter. <laughs> yeah. And they uh, pretty much says, you know, I'm sorry about your mom, blah, blah, blah. And Waldo calls him because he's like, to this point, I think he's four. 15? He would be 14 He was or 15, in high school. Because yeah. it's nobody, four years after. Nobody has flat out said, your mom has cancer. She's dying. She's going to die. He just hears what they're saying behind closed doors. And he's like, I know what's happening. Because he hears the whispers. He looks it up online. Yeah, he reads all the drugs. But he's labels. like, nobody will tell me. Like, and nobody, except for, like, everybody just kind of acted like he was stupid. Dr. Wilf was the only one. Who didn't even, it didn't even cross his mind that they wouldn't have told their son that yeah, his mom and, was dying. Or that he wouldn't treat him like an equal, like someone worth telling the truth to. Yes. And so he he basically calls him and loads on him and is like, she's bald, she's losing all her hair, she's had the surgery. Like, she, she had uterine cancer, I believe, is what it was. Mm, yeah. And she had, like, a massive surgery. Ovarian, that, that's what it was. Was it? Okay. I, it well, they took, like, everything. She underwent chemotherapy. And then basically just wasted away and died. Yep. And. But he calls uh, Dr. Wilf like basically every week since then. Like, and Ben's like, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I drop everything to take those calls. It's well, what's he doing? He's 70 some odd years. Well, yeah, but I mean, like he. He's got a routine He's now. got a life. He's I'm a seven-year-old or eight. He goes, he's really man. into poetry now and. He mm-hmm. has, like, a certain cafe he goes to Take where he reads poetry. Take a break from your haiku for a bit. But, like, he, he makes the point <laughs> no, to I'm always put the kid first so that someone cares about him. No, that is very nice. Yeah. That is good. And the kid, it's, yeah, he eventually goes to college. Is he, I can't remember what he's at. Uh, he, he's in California, or I thought he uh, was. Berkeley? Berkeley. Yeah, so he goes to uh, college at Berkeley, and then 2020 happens, and he's back at home doing all these virtual classes. 
and he talks about how his dad has almost like done a yeah. 180. He's a different person. He's given up is what he says. Yeah, like when we even learn from Shankman's point of view, he's just been defeated by life. Yeah, everything. He had a fine life. But like. Right? Yeah. Well, his wife's dead. He never achieved the life he wanted to. And he never managed to get himself together enough to connect with his son. He's and a failure he, as a father. And he uh, says, sorry, Jesus a bird worked its way out. Christ. Whoa. Um, oh, Jesus. In his God. head, he's like, I screwed it up. And he's like, now I'll never have a chance to connect with my son. And I'm like, you can fucking try harder for sure. Yeah. 20. He's 20. He'll, you got a chance, my guy. You can call him <laughs> up and. Well. Say hi, and, and then like while maybe he hangs up, maybe doesn't. it's so it's so wild to me, like the end of like this whole story between the two of them because he comes home because of twenty twenty. He's doing all his classes online. The dude is an astrophysicist. Or he yeah, he's I don't even know what that means. Yeah, he yet. he's not quite know. a doctor yet, but, but he's got that's him. the path he's on. And his dad is like, I'm selling this house. I'm gonna buy a condo in Florida. Like, I don't need this anymore. And that market is out of control right now because people are trying to move out of the city. And he's like, but you know, with the money we should make on it, you could go to grad school and this and that. And in his head, Waldo was like, MIT has already said, like, can you please come to school? Yeah, they're paying like, me he's to a come. Yeah, like he's like they're like the one day he's gonna pioneer like full new ways to like look at the stars. Like as an undergrad, he's made huge like strides in this field. Yeah, he, he's like, a revolutionary in the field, and everyone knows it. And it's crazy because it's like the only person I think that doesn't is fucking Shankman. Yeah, like even Shankman's like he's a genius, and he's like I just can't connect with him, and he's given up trying. Like, even, like, at the age of 20 for his son, he's just given up on him. Yeah, and I'm like, have you ever just asked him a question and just, like, like just thought paid to a, Just cared about what he cares about. Yeah, just for a second, just be like, tell me about the stars. I don't know, and maybe I don't care, but maybe educate me. It's not that hard. I do that I all talk the about time. Doc McStuffins with a three-year-old. I do that all the time with your brothers. <laughs> See, no. he does he, he does. does do that we don't talk Zach and him talk but, but yeah he's just kind of resigned to like I suck as a dad and that's that oh, and he's and like and then he moves he's like thinking about Florida and he's like I bet I could get a row machine down there and that's the end of his chapter well, I bet I could get a row machine but then he is in Florida yes of course you and can and he's made sure the condo that he lives in has a row machine in the gym and he's like walking around and he's like yeah I'm wearing a mask I mean, it's Florida, but I've always been a rule follower. <laughs> and he's and he's just talking about, he's like, yeah, you know, I had a son. Basically, he's like talking about him in the past. It's literally, you, at the end of this book, my understanding was these two are never going to talk again. You know, in a weird way, I assume it's not that different from our own father. Except for we didn't live with him for True. Uh, our yeah, entire it's even, lives. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's that same, like, this. Probably more of a past tense at this point. Oh, yeah. I wonder sure. if it was one of the water rowers, you know, with the water in the thing. He never mentioned, I don't think, if it was a water versus a Probably, magnet. probably it was. Probably it was. Unclear. Because that would make it I, feel more like real Summer magnets. So, I'm um, well aware. Some have water. We <laughs> jump to... More real. I've used a row machine. The, with, uh, with water? Yes. Oh, I've never used one with water. Planet Fitness has water. The ice. college I went to had the ones with water. Yeah, no, when I went to college, it was too early for the water ones. 
Um, anyway, sorry for that one. Little it's bit. all right. <laughs> I'm so over the rowing machine. Uh, it was Zach, a big part of this. Zach, point. I think you would love a rowing machine. I don't mind a rowing machine. That's fine. Grace is talking. God about. fucking damn it! All right, we're we're jumping to Theo. Grace is talking like no one. Do you need a career change, like, Asa? Should I be a salesman? <laughs> no. <laughs> no one in this room has ever used a rowing machine except for Asa in his own mind. I have not sold a rowing machine here today. No. Uh, if anything, I hate them more than the one time I used them and enjoyed them. Shake that has ruined it for us. Thanks, Asa. You no, Asa. <laughs> I haven't used a rowing machine for literally. Oh my god! All right, years. we're going to Theo. <laughs> yeah, talk. So about we Theo. go to Theo. It was a year ago it's 2020. He's had to shut down like one of the restaurants, Both of them. Or, or he's had to shut the restaurants down. But he's like, like put like a paper sign on the window that's like, call your orders in. He's like, I'm here. I will cook your food. He's doing like, it all on it. He kept his people on payroll as long as he could. But he just couldn't afford to do it anymore. And he's like, but as long as you guys keep wanting my food, I will be here cooking it. And he's renovated his apartment so that his nieces can come and stay with him whenever they want. They're coming to basically pod for 2020 because this book, of course, ends in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, he did this thing, which I was like, on one hand, I'm like, that's super cool. And on the other hand, I'm like, how do you prove this? But he put up a list. He was like, here's today's menu. Here are the prices. If you still have a job, if you don't have a job. And I was like, well, I don't have a job every time, obviously. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I think it's at the end of the day, like, if you're the sort of person who comes to him and he knows you, he just... He's like, I know what your situation is. Yeah, I was just like... It's just an honor. There's a small bit of magic in this book, and I think it works for him. Yeah, and so, yeah, he was looking forward to his nieces coming. One of them, I believe... What? How did the two nieces end up? One of them was uh, R-I-S-C, R-I-S-C-I-S. She was going. She had just graduated from RISD, which is the Rhode Island School of oh. Art, right? Design, yeah, I, Rhode Island School of Design. Well, so it's like a big. I was gonna say the art wasn't in any of the initials you gave me. And then I think the other one had become like kind of a chef herself. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Like had kind of taken after him. Yeah, I don't remember specifically, but yeah, they both had like they were, you know, in the I think they were like twenty at this point, and they were really into their lives, but they didn't have anywhere to go for twenty twenty, so they went to go work with him. Huh. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, we cover Sarah talking about her time with her husband and her, you know, working over her stuff. She's won a Golden Globe at this point. Uh, her husband has given up the dream of being a screenwriter at this What's point. What's he doing now? Just He was getting his master's in social work. Yeah, like after all this time they spent in therapy, he decided he was going to become a therapist, essentially. Huh. Or, or something like that. Worker. Like yeah. he was going to go help people. So. Oh, that's cool. That's something. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to uh, Waldo comes, rather than going to his father's for 2020. Olivia he, became an extraordinary baker. Sorry. Uh, uh, and the other one, she went to RISD and she was going to go work for Tom Ford, who is like a huge designer. Oh. Yes. Uh, but Waldo asks if he can come to stay with uh, Ben in uh, Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. And those two, like the book ends with them driving out uh, on the, the coastal highway there. The Pacific I, Coast Highway. Yeah. yeah and and they. One. I assume. Yeah, they basically, the book ends with them standing out, like looking over the ocean. And he talks about how he saw like Mimi's timeline for lack of a better word uh and he's describing it to ben and he's like you probably don't believe me and ben's like he's like i don't tell people this because they would think i'm crazy 
And he was like, I'm not so sure that you are. And that's the end of the book, basically. The book ends with them getting in the car to drive, and then Ben goes for a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Ben smokes. He's 80 at this point. He's 80 and uh, the doctor. When Waldo was driving cross-country, he, like, was Lysoling everything anywhere. He wasn't even staying at hotels. He was sleeping in his car in the parking lots of gas stations. He had tested Yeah, he didn't want to risk getting he Ben He tested sick. before he got there because Ben was like, I can't take my chances. I'm 80 years old right now. And so, yeah, like... It was it was kind of a sweet book. It just was just like a very sad. Yeah, like if, if you've been following along with us and like laughing at our various jokes, none of those jokes were in this book. All the all the laughter in this room that did not happen in this book. The only like funny part where I was like must mark this was the part that I told you about when he was able to put down the burden. See, the part that I thought was funny was that the end of Shankman's whole character arc was I should get another rowing machine. I thought that was... Shankman is simultaneously the worst and funniest character in this book. I feel like my new burn is just going to be like if somebody's being a dick. I'm just going to be like, for one second, could you just put down the burden of your personality and let's talk? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say that you would say, I should just get another rowing oh, machine. So, <laughs> you big, look like the kind of guy who owns a rowing machine. Any big thoughts about the book? No, I think I, my biggest thoughts I brought up with you, which was Mimi's death. You know, what truly caused yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Not How much really. crazier it would have been if fucking Theo and Sarah had run her over. Oh my god, I think they would have killed themselves right Oh, then. for sure. That would have been the end of this family. And kind of just the universe stuff, because it kind of came back to like... I didn't... We're all... Like, I, even at the end, it was like they were looking at the ocean, and it was just like, we're all dancing on the waves in a way. We're, yeah. Like, we're all just a part of this universe is kind of what it came just down to. You never know when the undertow's going to fucking take us I in. get what they were going for, and like, that came across in like the message of the book. I'll be honest, like the weird... The fact that the kid that could see timeline took me out of it a little bit too much. You oh, and I guess we didn't mention this, but even Waldo, he talks about his future. Like he got married and had kids, and he re like mentions having the same communication issues that his father did. Like, and I'm just like, God, I hope that he. I mean, if nothing else, I don't think he was angry with that. Like he wasn't. Yeah, rageful. he wasn't angry. He was just. He but didn't communicate. He well. never learned to like talk to people. Talking's hard. I'm not a good talker. Yeah. But he, oh yeah, he, he does mention at one point uh, when I he's can. sitting under the tree before he finally leaves, he sees Misty's timeline. Yeah. Oh, they do cut down the tree. They do end up tearing down the tree because it gets tree? in. Yeah, the, yeah, the roots tree. grow into like a Pipe. like basically grow through and break the sewers. Yeah, every tree is dies at some point. And they were like, it was like five hundred years old. Yeah, they cut just it like down, every person. Got to be cut down at some point. Jesus. That's all right. Well, oh, okay. whoops. I meant knocked down. Knocked Asa, down. Took a different, cut down cut Asa took down. a different message from this story. I meant knocked down. Caleb thoughts? I enjoyed down. Okay. I don't like cut where this down. is going. Did you say cut Mallory, down? we might need cut to fight our way out of this room. No, right. no. I actually I enjoyed this story. Oh, I'm going to say Ben. I liked Dr. Wilf. I get that he had his failings in not communicating with his family, but like... Honestly, I kind of liked him. Like, he seemed like a good guy at his core, and I never really had a problem with him. I kind of, I was like a Waldo girl. I get that. I feel, I mean, that kid had struggles. Yes. But nobody, yeah. his mom, I, Alice was almost my favorite, but I was like, no, you should have left Shankman. 
Yeah. Like, I related to Theo, and that means he can't be my favorite. <laughs> Theo, you only related to him for the first half of his life. I mean, I get, there was a lot of things where his ability to connect with people I kind of buy into, but. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Look, we got stuff we don't talk about, all I right? magic tree? No, no, not Walden. <laughs> I'm halfway. You don't know how many 15-year-old girls I've killed, Mallory. Don't. <laughs> oh, just so everyone knows, Caleb has eaten slightly more than half of his man. Yep. Yep. Caleb's almost to the balls. I've decided I left the legs because I'm slightly over a serving, so I, I just stopped <laughs> for a second. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, that was... Uh, oh, that I was... say my favorite character? No, no one cares. No, I didn't either, but that's fine. Do you who's, have one? Who's your favorite no. character? No, but I did oh, he looked at Asa to say We know, that, we know that it's Shankman. Was it Shankman? No, he was a dickbag. Was it the rowing machine? Was it the row pro? No, I don't like rowing. Did he specifically say it was I a don't believe you. <laughs> I haven't rowed for fucking ever. Who's I was your favorite that. character, Caleb? Well, I liked the sister. Sarah? Sarah? I, felt bad I get that. I liked Sarah, long. too. I enjoyed listening to this book. Uh, Shankman was the only bad character in this book. And it, it was just because even in the end, he wasn't like... He never grew. He wished he would have done better, but he was like, I still know I never would have really taken the steps to be better. Yeah, no, It sounds like, like everyone I know from Vermont. Oh, I want to be a better person. I'm going to try so hard. No one ever does. But that does. takes work. No one does. And they're like, ah, oh, yeah. I really... Next they die. Year, yeah. Next year, I'll Or they don't die, it. but their kids grow up, and they're like, oh, I should have been better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, Quite a while ago. You mentioned that once, yeah. once or twice in your life. All right. Well, that was uh, that was Signal Fires by Danny Shapiro. It was not our favorite. I it might. was well written in terms like easy to read. Didn't care for how the plot went really. Just a big bummer. Just kind of and then just kind of. I don't want to say like nothing happened, but like stuff happened, but like nothing interesting. <laughs> I, I might read this book. This is my kind of book. Okay. It's cool. a it's well, a that's, bummer. That's why we're it's talking a fucking about it. like it is a. That's why we read every type. Of it's book. never fully sad. It is always kind of down. Caleb, yeah. what's our well, next? Be prepared book? to be in a mood. What's our next book? Our next book is called Loot by Jennifer Thorne. We will be doing that in two weeks, as uh, I believe we covered a little bit last time. We're gonna move to doing full novels every other week, and. Me and Caleb and maybe Asa and maybe Mallory will try to find some way to entertain you in the meantime. Uh, we don't know what that's going to look like yet. I, I just want to give the, the one sentence quick about this book. Please. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Wicker Man meets Final Destination. Oh, Jennifer shit. Thorne's atmospheric, unsettling folk horror novel about love, duty, and community. It sounds yes. like a lot of people are going to die. Caleb, okay. I love that Specifically, seven. Your books the are The plot of the book is books. seven people die. Could you read that one more time? I didn't catch a lot of it. Wicker Man meets Final Destination and Jennifer Thorne's atmospheric, <laughs> unsettling, about love, community, and duty. I'm not going to lie. That was a lot of words. Nice. Like a lot of hard, disconnected <laughs> what words. What was the that other was crazy one, one that Caleb had us read that with the, the Elkhorn things? Oh, uh, Till We Become Monsters. Yeah. yeah. Become monsters. That was I, a good one. I, I mean, like books like it wasn't this. My I favorite. also chose Dark Waters. Yeah, like you tend That's to pick, right. Dark like, Waters was you tend to pick our horror books. If that I was tend to once. pick our sci-fi fantasy books. Asa tends to pick, honestly, this is kind of his vibe. What yeah. was the other one? 
Uh, you've also picked I can try a wheeler. Oh, you like, picked before I did. Yeah, you picked. He doesn't have a vibe. I mean, he picked like the one nonfiction. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, kind of chill. Yeah, that's me. You know, it was like specifically chill, seven Zach. people die. If I go into the second sentence, on I the think Adelic okay. Island. If I that's one sentence, I feel like die. it's going to be a hard book I to have follow because the punctuation's all off. That uh, for a movie book crossover, <laughs> that's the description. Okay. However, this one is going to be heavy sentence, for us. But it was like a paragraph. This is one I have read, but well, I would want sentence. to reread. Okay, uh, but it is long. Yeah, so with that that's going to be at least two weeks out. We'll. We'll talk about that off the air. It does have three oh, yeah. commas, we'll I guess. I oh, we're, I, we're, we're not, we, we haven't signed out yet. We're still going. I'm going to probably snip this oh, this bit. Bad. Yeah, no, we're still on. Uh, I was just talking with Asa over here. Yeah, I thought yeah. We, we all thought we I, were done. How, why did you think that? We were still actively talking about your book. I mean, so I, I didn't think we were done. I just was talking with Asa. Okay, I'm going to... That's why it's so fucking hot in here. Goddamn candles. The heat in this place up. All right, I don't have a clear answer. I don't have a clear question. Which you, Who in this room are you running over with a car? I don't know. Nobody okay. got run over with a car. You're right, they didn't. Caleb. That was and an easy all right. answer. <laughs> Mallory, you shithoused. Which one of us drives? How many people can I hit? Caleb. Caleb. That is, I always drive Mallory when she's drunk. Yeah. That's not true. I used to do it. No, half the time okay, I well, do. Okay, well, I do now. All right, fuck you. Asa, you're drunk, drunk when you drive past. Mallory when she's drunk. Nope, not true. I can't say that. I shouldn't say that. Asa, Mallory. you shithouse. Who's driving? <laughs> Who's driving me? me? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm driving me. I'm fine. Oh, goddammit. Uber. <laughs> 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 All right, well. Caleb, you shithouse. Who's driving? Uh, well, if it's anything like last time, the only time I've been shithoused, it was Asa, also shithoused. When? <laughs> what? When was that? Well, you weren't shithoused, but it was my 21st birthday. Oh, that was me. I didn't Were you I, driving? I was sober. I remember you getting... Yes, I was shit. I, I drove. Remember. I remember Asa screaming, get in the truck, and I got in the truck, but you might have been driving. Okay. I drove. I was It sounds driving. like if Mallory's drunk, <laughs> Caleb's driving. If Caleb's anyone drunk. else is drunk, Mallory's driving. <laughs> Perfect. I oh, my God. Sense. Have a good night, everybody. You think I could <laughs> chip my fucking toenails? Fuck no. I wish I was that flexible. I had 